Thank you for joining us. This is the Exploding Heads Horror Podcast. My name is Dave Z. I'm here with Brandon. I'm here with Christian. Say hi, guys. How's that? Hello. What's going on, everybody? Okay. See, we always have stellar, stellar fucking intros for this show. It's <laughs> it's become our thing. Oh, I'm sorry I said the F-bomb. I am going to check it out, guys. For the first time ever on this show, we are going to be reviewing a movie that is... Not rated R. Is it the first time ever? Wait oh, we did The Boy. We did The Boy. We did Krampus. Is, oh, no, we didn't do Krampus. Sorry. <laughs> is, 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 oh, is Burnt Offerings a uh, PG-13 or PG? No, I Christian, think the, Christian did camp, Krampus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no, I think Burnt Offerings was R at the time. Maybe if it was renewed, it would probably get you know a PG-13, but it was I, R. I'm not answering because I honestly don't know. I think you uh, made that statement a little quick, and we probably reviewed a lot of films that were PG-13. Yeah, The Final Girls was too, wasn't it? <laughs> Son of a bitch. I, I had From a, a the nice... top. All yeah. right, all right. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I thought I had a nice, not a joke, but I thought I had a, you know, a thing where I could come out and say, you know, we're doing our first PG-13 movie, so we're going to try to keep it a PG-13 show. Well, it is our first one since the last one. This yeah. is a two-take fucker. <laughs> <laughs> yes it is yes it is uh okay guys well scratch that so it, we're, we're gonna be talking this is episode 19 by the way we're gonna be having one review this week and it's for the movie before i wake and it's pg-13 what's interesting is that it's our our our, our friend well not our friend but a guy <laughs> a director that, that we've discussed his movies before mike <laughs> <laughs> he's a friend of the show we covered a movie he is a friend of the show right think about this we covered mike two- is a friend of the show well he is, yeah, speak- he's a friend of dave's yeah. any friend of dave's is a friend of the show yeah well yeah that too oh speaking like, of friends of the show no go ahead go ahead whatever you have well, to say I, I was just gonna say it all depends i guess on tonight's review whether he's still a friend of the show oh that's true yeah i know i know he's waiting he can't wait to hear our yeah. review. Mikey, if you're listening. Mikey. He likes Stay to tuned. Hear. Hey, Mikey. <laughs> well, he's got to wait. Everybody has to wait. So yeah. wait, wait 90 minutes because that's how we're rolling. Speaking of a friend of the show, though, we were just having a discussion before we started. It was pertaining to the, the release date of Before I Wake because all of a sudden it's vanished from B. And uh, I told you guys. I remember reading about this. They said that that company, Relativity or whatever, was going under, and all their theatrical releases were kind of in limbo. And I think it's just going to be a video on demand now. I think that's even what Jason Lloyd put today, too. Yeah, that's what he said. Oh, I missed that. Yeah, okay. Jason posted that earlier. 
Well, it was supposed to be coming out August 25th or 26th, something like that. Yeah. Now it's not. There's nothing there, at least not for us, not for the states. There's old. I actually saw in the movies that it was re- that it was scheduled for like September 7th or something for theatrical. <gasps> Guess what? It is. It is scheduled. It's September 7th or 9th or whatever the hell it is. Yeah, whatever that Friday was. That, the that, 9th, I saw yeah. It- yeah, I saw it with the lights out, a trailer when I saw lights out last week. And uh, But if it got pulled, I have a feeling it'll just go straight to VOD. Well, it's dropping on that day, I think, whether it's VOD or whether it's at the theater. Yeah. It might be both. They've done it before, simultaneous release, you know, limited, limited theatrical and VOD at the same day. That's true. Is this a Blumhouse movie or no? No, I don't. I don't. Okay. I remember seeing their logo at the beginning, but okay. no, you're right. No, I watched it twice, and I, you're right. Yeah, okay, it's not because they've done that. They they've just done debuts on, you know, on VOD. Well, whatever, whatever. Uh, but that's just that's one thing. Now, I found out that uh, February Black Coat's daughter. The rumor is. This is what Ashley told me. Ashley won the contest last time. She's from uh, Girls Will Be Ghouls podcast, and um, it's her. But she told me that this movie has been pushing. It's not coming out till 2017. Oh, man, really? February? Yeah, and it, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah, February, not yeah. before I leave. Yeah. <laughs> no, but the month of February... <laughs> Oh, 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 yes, that's it. Maybe, well, I, let's hope. Let's hope if it is two seventeen that two thousand seventeen that it's early February. Maybe you think they're gonna be cute like that? Well, it would have been cute if they kept the title February, but if it's the Black Coat's daughter, what fuck? It doesn't make a difference. Well, no, because it's Black History Month, so Black Coat, <laughs> Black History. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. That's February it is. It'd be a, it's a perfect date movie. Valentine's Day weekend. That's when they should release it. <laughs> All you black Thanks. people bring your black coats and your black families and come see the black coats daughter. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's how they're going to advertise it for Black History Month. Please what? refrain from talking. Too much. Well, I, well I'll check it out. <laughs> what an asshole. I'm going to have to do a lot of editing. Oh, man. <laughs> Already. I know. Already. We're fucking talking shit about somebody. But... Uh, <laughs> Anyway, if this is 2017, that sucks, but maybe it is going to be. Maybe they changed the name back back to February, and that's why they want to drop it in February. Well, maybe the Black Hood's daughter is being released in September, and February is being released in February. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> that's a double dip. <laughs> yeah, you know what they're going to do? They're going to do a VOD and theatrical, but they're going to be try to be sneaky about it. They're going to put it out as one title in September. Black Coat's Daughter hitting Netflix in September. <laughs> and then February is going to come out in February. Just, you know, just to try to take people's money. Hey, why not? The movie deserves it, so. <laughs> it does deserve it. Absolutely. That, that's, we'll stand by that. And Brandon, have you watched it again? February? Yeah. No, not since, okay. not since the review. No. All right. Have you watched um, Possession again? No. Okay. All right. You're doing okay then. All right. You're not getting too crazy. No, no, I'm, <laughs> no. It's because right. he, he came to his senses on possession. Holy possession is a masterpiece. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh. That's a strong word. That's a very strong. You've strong been hanging out, ill-advised for this movie. Yeah, I believe it. You've been I hanging out with Elric, Elric Kane. Is that what it is? Because that's 
I listened to their show. It was an old one uh, on Killer POV, and they picked their top ten horror movies ever. You mean all- Shockwaves? Well, but at the time, it was Killer POV. But yeah, yeah but sh- at least I'm starting to listen to Shockwaves, too. It's good. It's, it's, yeah, it's very good. Depends on who they're interviewing, though. But I love it when it's just them. Just like us. I love it when it's just us. Yeah, that's that's the best part. They're just well, all that's talking. A big, and it's... That's a big kick to the balls to Mike, who's been our only guest. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean it that way. I mean when it's just us bullshitting, not actually doing work. I don't, I'm sorry. I just <laughs> felt like, yeah, throw that out there. <laughs> it is good. I mean, yeah, let's piss off more people. Even people that have been on the show. People that haven't been on the show yet. We've, we've definitely fucked with them. So, yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll continue. Oh, that's my second F-bomb. So, PG-13, you're allowed a couple F-bombs, aren't you? I think nowadays you are. Back in the day, yeah, not so much. But, yeah, I think you're okay with a couple. Okay, that's that's my second, and uh, I'm attempting to make it my final. Dude, on the Green Room episode, you dropped so many F-bombs. It was so funny. I, I just, know you- I know you said it was the Sleepaway was. Camp episode, but yes, we listened to the, I listened back to the Green Room episode on my drive to the convention. We were laughing our ass off every time you said the F-bomb. Wow. <laughs> every single, like every two seconds. Well, I'm so trying funny. to cut back. I'm trying. <laughs> so funny, though. No, okay. don't cut it. It's I do funny. want to cut it. No, no, no. It's old hat. It's no. It's old hat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's old hat. You know what would have been a good pairing? The possession with February. Agreed. You know, funny enough, we did those. We're like, what could we put with this movie? And within a show's difference, that would have been a good old film with a good new film. Yeah, it really would Instead of The Sentinel, that's for sure. So, yeah, so Jason Lloyd dropped the ball. <laughs> it's his fault. <laughs> he was the one that he should have said possession. Real easy. Oh, you know what, though? I'll give him credit. Maybe he didn't say possession because that would kind of give away the plot of the movie. You know, it's right out there, possession. Then you know the movie, someone's going to get possessed. When, when we sat our asses down to watch Black Coat's Daughter February, we didn't know was anything like that going on, did we? No. Uh, no, I, I didn't. I no. don't believe so, no. None of us had seen the trailer, so but, which is good. Again, but if you listen to Brandon's uh, dissection of possession, he's not even uh, doesn't believe she's possessed by anything anyway. I still believe that she was just possessed by big... Tentacly cock. Really? Yeah. Uh, t- okay. I think. Well, I mean, it was a metaphor. metaphor. It was a metaphor. Obviously, I'm I'm being you know blunt in my uh, description there, but uh, as a metaphor, I still cannot see it as a master. I still I stick by my four. Ooh. Four and a half. I thought it was. It was four and a half. It just went memory. down. Oh, I, <laughs> you know, it's, it's then I don't down. stick by it. Yeah, it's going. I don't down. stick by it. It's a four now. <laughs> Fuck that film. Oh man. Damn it. Well, I stick I stick by my 9. You st- I stick by my 9 too. You gave it a 9? No, I was talking about something else. <laughs> <laughs> 9 9 just like mine. That's right. <laughs> um guys, I wanted to possession. That's what you were talking about, right? Yeah. I read a um a really interesting synopsis. Not a synopsis, pardon me. I read a really interesting theory on possession. It was basically something I read on the B. And let me, I just want to read this real quick. This is something that they were talking about in the message threads. She walked into the church. She started to masturbate on the Jesus's image. It was some sort of sick, immaculate conception, I guess. 
She didn't want to do it because she moaned indignantly, but she did it anyway. Then the famous subway scene started. There in a subway, she miscarried a horrible tentacled monster. The monster is the symbol of her lust and closed desires. She called it Sister Faith because her faith is perverted and gross. Since then, she had been bringing it up by feeding with parts of the detective's bodies and by having sex with it. It became crazy at first, but gradually it became an ideal version of her husband. Anna had been in love with him, although she betrayed him and screamed at him all the time. She wanted him to be perfect, to be more sexually satisfying, but it was impossible, so she was angry at him. But the making of it saved her from frustration. Finally, she got what she wanted to. Almost done. Anyway, the whole movie is a metaphor of divorce. And both doppelgangers, Helen and unnamed Anna's creature, were left with Bob as the new irreverent version of his real parents. That means that real Anna and Mark made up for their son, but it wasn't sincerely. Children always feel things like that. Bob preferred to drown himself rather than to see his new father and mother. What do you think of that theory? It seems pretty accurate to me. Yeah, I agree with with a lot of what they're saying. Um, still doesn't make it a good movie, though. I, I, that's what I was trying to get at, in, and I don't think I articulated that nicely during our review, but I'm just saying... No, you definitely didn't. Oh, yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not so sure about the the masturbating scene. I mean, obviously it's clear like she's groping at herself and stuff, but I feel like she's sort of like playing with God, like begging for help and she's getting nothing in return. And that's why she can only like moan in despair. Hmm. And when okay. there's like no, no answer, then she sort of miscarries this demon, which takes on the form of her ideal lover. And the fact that they turn out to be, them it's just basically saying you can't you can't escape this you have to you have to face it and take responsibility good call okay you're listening to shockwaves because you secretly have a man crush on elric right i just started listening to shockwaves um right because 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 of because of possession he's the guy that uh the guy from new zealand who calls himself well i'm sure not not just him but he refers to people from new zealand as kiwis (laughs) (laughs) Every time I hear that, I think of you guys in Kiwi Laser. (laughs) Actually, I just literally the other day I put on one episode and I started listening to it. And I I like it. I'm going to start listening because I I really need to start catching up on other podcasts. So I don't really know them all that well. But yeah, but I'm definitely if he's a fan of the movie, I'm a fan of him. He's the biggest fan of the movie. You may be the second biggest now. No, I know. I know someone else who's who's a diehard Zulowski fan. Okay. Well, that's all the possession talk for the week. I I, th- oh, I, I just read that. Christ. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I I saw it there, and I was reading. I said, you know what? I kind of bought into that theory and thought it was cool. So I thought I would share it and, and, and see uh, see what you guys thought about it. Pretty sure I said that exact same thing on the show. Yeah, that no, view wasn't cut to like 20 minutes. I know we did. We did touch upon that. I'll I'll give Brandon. Uh... Oh, guys, let's do a twenty minute review of a movie you watched eighty times. <laughs> it was your segment. That's why I said, "Say what you want." You could have just hey. spoke the whole time. I did. I said all this. That you were actually reading my post. Oh shit! You were up on the B, huh? Yeah. Son of a bitch! I should have known better. Okay. Buzz, buzz. Where the hell were we? I don't know. <laughs> possession. <laughs> yeah, well, we're even possession. It's on to the next one. Let's let's go to um. Yeah, this is going to be fun. We have uh, we got some more voicemails and maybe an email. Oh. So uh, 
Yeah. So let me get into that. Let me, uh, well, you know, this will, this requires me to do something besides just sit here and, 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 you know, talk. So I'm not good at things. So um, let me I'm find... pretty sure you were going to address something before we even got to the voicemails. Hmm. Well, the ratings? The rating. Oh, yeah. Why don't you talk about the ratings? So we were number one again oh, for the month rating. of July. <laughs> I was like, what rating? What is he talking about? <laughs> number one on the Horrorphilia Network for the nope. month of July. That's awesome. Again, thank you, yes, everybody. That is absolutely amazing. Beating the Skeleton Crew again. Alex was kind of pissed. I saw he was like, ah, I knew I should have renamed that episode. Mm-hmm. He talks about it on the Skeleton <laughs> Crew, too. That's funny. But he named nice. it Hey Yo it just as a tribute to me, apparently. Yeah, no, I I, th- I think it's awesome. I, you know, honestly, it it doesn't really like affect me. It's cool to see. Like, it's awesome that obviously a lot of people are listening. We were also, I believe, number five with the other show. It's just awesome. I believe you were on six of the ten shows that were in the top ten. Six, huh? I believe oh. you, and I believe probably Jamie might be a close second. Well, that's what else is new. Jamie's always on everything. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah, because I noticed what Theme Warriors was also up there too. Okay, I'll check it. I'll read it to you right now. All right, go ahead. Number one was us. Hey, hey, hey! <laughs> yeah, it's nice. To oh, come I back. just want to thank JP for letting us be number one. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's the new intro. It Not is. as good as our new intro was. <laughs> that's the new one. Yeah. Um, so we we're number one. Thank you again, everyone. Uh, yeah, yeah. Now, okay. Number two was the Skeleton Crew, which, you know, I, I'm sure it was really close because Skeleton Crew, they've always got ratings long before I was ever there. So, again, it's a fluke. As I said on Skeleton Crew, it's because of the title Sleepaway. That's what it was. It was just good timing in, in you know. Some I'll let you be honest. It's because of the Rookie of the Year right here. This guy. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I'll check. Okay, check it out. If it happens again, then it's not a fluke. How's that? Because it happened once. Then it happened again. If it happens again, well, okay. What's the phrase? Two is something, three means something. Fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, shame on me. Fool me three times, number (laughs) one. Something like that. Something like that. (laughs) So that was me. I know it was you. I was just about to say, this asshole. (laughs) He knows I got the sound on. He's sending messages. Wonderful. Well, that's more work for you, editor. So professional. Right. I'm well, just the editor. <laughs> this is the low end of horror. So we do what we do here. So let's continue. Skeleton Crew, number three is 22 Shots Cults. Which that was, was the one my, you were on, right? It was my pleasure to be a guest on it. So you're saying that, okay, well, we'll get to it. Four again is 22 Shots with uh, Serial Killers, Henry 1 and 2. Then comes us, Exploding Heads, number five with Hush. Six is the ABCs of Hidden Horror. Which, yes, I do happen to be on that. It's our G episode. <laughs> You've been on every show you've literally just mentioned so far. Well, you're right. Okay, Exploding Heads, Skeleton Crew, two. I happen to be on Cults. That's three. <laughs> Exploding Heads again. Well, that is, I don't get counted twice. Come it's, on. Of course it counts twice. You oh, know, really? Separate shows. Yeah. Okay, so then I do have five out of six. No, check it out, though. Seven is Evil Episodes. Were you on that one? No, I was not. Okay. Not. Uh, number eight was uh, another ABCs. Okay. There you go. So how many is that? Six? Yep. Yeah. Then NFW, number nine. And then Theme Warriors, number ten. So, okay, six, six out of ten. Uh-huh, <laughs> right. Six out of ten. 
You're it's fucking gonna... rock. You're a rock star, man. That's awesome. I just guest starred and got lucky on 22. And oh, please, you draw a crowd wherever you go. I'm nothing special, believe me. I'm probably the worst host, lead host on fucking all of these shows because I'm I'm new at it and I don't know. I just don't feel like I'm good at it, you know. Well, well I, I think, disagree. I, I think you're wonderful. Yes. Well, well, thanks, guys. I, I, too. I think I'm competent, but I, if I didn't get lucky. <laughs> To have you two, it could have been a disaster. Well, that's true. Yeah. If I listened to any of the other shows, I'd really be able to tell you honestly what I thought, but you're the best that I've heard. Well, I actually (laughs) listened to the other shows. I have too. I've listened to a few of the other ones too, so I'm just trying to be a dick about it. (laughs) I've listened to Skeleton Crew and uh, ABCs and, um, well, Theme Warriors I listened to after After we had Mike Mike on the show, actually, yeah. Well, you know, everybody should be listening to those shows as well. We 22 shots I've listened to since you guys recommended them way back when. Yeah. Yeah. Look, and, awesome. and, and look, we owe a lot to all these shows. I mean, obviously, you guys are coming from other podcasts, so a lot of listeners came with you. I mean, when when I came on, I bought everyone I could from 22 shots, which you were also a part of at the time, Dave. So, we, you know, it's like we're all, it's one love, basically. Yeah, yeah. Uh. So... Cool. And it's, but, lo- it's, it's luck. It's luck that I happen to be on the skeleton crew and happen to have been on that episode of 22 Shots. Just because they, uh, skeleton crew and 22 Shots, from where I sit, are, are the two best podcasts ever. And me as a listener, I can say that. that they've always been my two favorite pod- podcasts. They're two of my top three. All right? So, they're, uh, so they were getting ratings. <laughs> <laughs> Those ratings have nothing to do with me. That was just me. That's just me. I fell into it. You know what I mean? I mean, without the skeleton crew, I wouldn't be here at all. But that's that started me in the podcast. But whatever, I fell into that, so I can't take the credit for those shows. I just happened to have been invited in the right situation, and if I wasn't there, the ratings would still be there. So it has nothing to do with me. So I can't take credit. Six out of ten. It's just any one of you assholes could have been on those same shows, and those ratings are still going to be there. <laughs> Chances are, if I was on any one of the other shows, that show would have been number one. No, come on. Come on. Let's, not, let's not go crazy. Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's not lose Whoa. our heads. So uh, that, that's that. And you guys should be listening to other shows and lots of other. I'm going to try to mention another podcast now and again just to promote them. You know, just not, not one particular, but like a different one every week. Because I, I, I listen to so many. I'll tell you what. I subscribe to, oh, pardon me. I have probably tried about 200 podcasts. Like Postmortem Radio and TGAF 13? Thank you. Oh, well, those are two of the bottom feeders. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what. Christian is pimp. No, he's pimp, man. Fucking, you should be listening to those shows. There's no question. There's no question. I listen for Vince. Hey. <laughs> I love Vince, too. Hey, is Vince tall? Well, he's he's a like bit taller six? than I am. I'd say, no, no, no. I'd say he's maybe 5'10", 5'11". 5'11". Not, I always felt like you were going to be like six feet tall. Me? No, no. Yeah, He's a Italian, old, man. short like me. I'm yeah. like five nine, nine and a half tops. Right. Five nine right. and a half tops. How tall are you, Dave? Oh fuck, I'm ninety. I'm almost five eight. Oh okay, so we're all short. I'm five, like five eight, five eight and a half. Italians are always short. Not, not all Italian. I know. Okay. <laughs> are Jews uh, short? Are Jews people uh, be short? I, I never thought about short. that. We're Show always hunched money. over, counting our money. 
Shit, everybody's short. Asians are short, right? Italians are short. Yeah, a lot yeah, of- but you know what they say? Asians and Jews have huge wieners. I've, I've never once heard that. This Jew says that. Yeah. He can't back oh. it up, but he says it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, at least you're honest. Hey, <laughs> it is what it is. That, that it is. It's yeah. small, but it's fierce. Right. So check it out. I, I subscribe. I've, I've tried 200 shows. And I subscribe to probably less than a dozen. Now, that doesn't include maybe less than 20. Uh, there's a lot that I listen to horrophilia shows. Where there's a, it's, you know, there's, it's a network. I listen to shows in the Legion network as well. Something else you should hear, you know. But honestly, I subscribe. This is what I subscribe to. The Girls in the Back Row, Who Goes There podcast, Horror Movie podcast, Horror News Radio, The New Flesh, the Purple Stuff podcast, it's not horror, but it's, check it out. Just trust me. If you're in our age bracket like you were raised in the 80s, check it out. The Horror Cast, by the way, they put on an excellent show. They did the top 25 movies um, uh, of the millennium. Yes. Which we were going to do something similar, and fucking Brandon talked me out of it. We, <laughs> I granted, did. Granted, it's not like theirs. They did 25. Oh, that's right. Because, whole, uh, yeah. yeah, see? Now you remember. I remember. I did. What an asshole. No, but it was smart. No, it was smart marketing. They did 25, which is great, and they got a lot of input from everybody. They didn't sit there and say, this is my 25 to 1 apiece. They have four hosts. There was three on this one. They interchange and whatever. Yeah. Um, they didn't do it that way. They had 25 combined from the listeners. But we were going to do top 15. Of the uh, last of 2000 and plus, right? Of the last 15 years. Yeah. Gonna, and it was going to be episode 15. See? See what I did there? Or, or tried to do. And Brandon said, well, maybe that's not such a good idea because we're doing the episode 10 with the top 40 from, you know, the last 40 years. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so they were going to know basically 15, our 15 favorite films. Right. I mean, we could still do it. But anyway, I, 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 <laughs> they did a great show. It was awesome. And, now, uh, these other podcasts you're mentioning, they're all on what network? They're all on the Legion network? All different. No, no, no. Legion has its own shows, and, 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 and like Horophilia does. These are just random podcasts that I subscribe to. Right, I'm going to have to make a list, because I really want to get into the other podcasts. There you go. Shockways, which you know. Jack yeah. and Nick Horror Show uh, is another Jack one. Jack and who? Sorry, you Jack, broke up. Jack and Nick Horror Jack Show. Jack and Nick. Anyway... But, but on Legion, there, there's Girls Will Be Ghouls podcast. There, there, there's uh, there's Kiss the Goat. There's podcasts under the stairs. Kiss the there's Goat? The, <laughs> Kiss the Goat. The Devil Show. I've told you guys about this one before. Okay, maybe that's why it sounds familiar. Earlier on, yeah. There's the Hailming Power Hour. There's uh, when you, Devour the Podcast is coming back. There's the uh, the Asian. Have you listened to the, that other show, Christian? I know, or, or either of you guys, because it, it's all about, it's called the Hero Hero Ghost Show. And it's about Asian Mostly Asian movies. Uh, no, I have not. What was no. it called again? It's called the Hero Hero Ghost Show. I was on that show actually. I talked about Juan. It, it's Bo Ransdell's show. So man, you got to post all this on the page. Yeah, yeah. See, because I, I'm not the biggest Asian horror fan. Don't get me wrong. Right. I enjoy, but the ones that I enjoy are probably the ones that everybody. Like, sorry, Derek. I know Derek B's probably rolling. Going, what? But <laughs> ultimately. <laughs> I I like some of the more mainstream Asian horror films, but I I'm not a huge like I don't have to see them all. Put it that way. That's okay. That's all right. That's well, okay. Brandon, you you continue to be closed minded. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 
It yes. was for Brandon. I shouldn't have said Christian. It was for yeah. you. Yeah, Christian, Christian only watches um, French. Canadian, Canadian French Extreme. Yep, Canadian French Extreme. That's it. We know <laughs> how, how it is. If there's a French show, would you listen to that one? I know you would. No. No. I can't stand them. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck them frogs, right? <laughs> we're uh, insulting French French people, too. Why not? Hey, since we're on, like, French and, and has, this has nothing to do with it, Dave, with you being so close to the border, did you watch anything with the Tragically Hip last night? I know all about it because my yeah. friends are all really into it, and I had friends that went to the Riviera Theater here just to watch it on the, the screen. Yeah, so we uh, they were streaming it from on CBC, and Brandon, if you don't know who they are, huge Canadian band that tried to make it in the States and obviously did really well in Buffalo and some border towns and cities, but never really, you know, unfortunately you guys got Nickelback when you really should have gotten the Tragically Hip. Yeah, Nickelback. Yeah, I'll uh, take honestly, the hip. you could keep them. <laughs> you can... yeah, I'll take the nick, the nick. I'll take the hip over Nickelback. The yeah. nick, I said. <laughs> I'm going to start calling the fucking Nickelback the nick. They're going <laughs> to yeah. join forces. No, just because I know we weren't even really on that, but we were just talking and just, it just is like, uh, it was kind of a bittersweet, very sad because he's, the reason it's her last, con- or last tour is because he's diagnosed with brain cancer and he's, uh, Terminal. Uh, although, yeah, terminal. Oh, he's, he's, yeah. yeah. So they just wanted so to do, uh, you know, one big thing. Tickets sold out like almost immediately. Yeah, it's uh, big news out here. You know, well, everyone, is. that's Christian brightening the mood. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, I'll be back. I'm going to hang myself. <laughs> oh, don't forget to put on the hip while you do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come on, let's be respectful. Yeah. <laughs> so ratings. Back to ratings, but different kind of ratings. iTunes ratings. We now, I was going to say our next giveaway is going to be when we have 20. Well, because I've just been informed, <laughs> because I've just been informed of, uh, what do you call it? Of Can- the, Canadian iTunes? No, Australian iTunes. Thank yes. you, sir. You, you, you got me. Oh, we iTunes. Can- <laughs> iTunes. Give me. Oh, wait, no, we have 19. Okay, check it out. We now have 16 on the United States page, Okay. We, I don't know what we had last. We got a couple more since. The United States iTunes, whatever. United States page wins. <laughs> and now, um, remember I remember how Neil uh, Neil Robinson said, you know, he was from Australia, left us the message, and he said, you know, I'm on the Australian iTunes, you won't see it. And, you know, of course we believed him, and he was in the drawing. But now I, um, I, I can actually see the iTunes ratings because JB Horror TV – at JB Horror TV on Twitter, posted this on our page. And it says, EH Horror Podcast, you now have three three reviews on iTunes, Australia, including my one. So, yes. Including so, my one? Mine. mine. Uh, oh. <laughs> my God. I'm sorry. I was just... <laughs> You're going to... Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Uh, so we have three. So Neil's it says, Neil's says, top of the mops. Uh... <laughs> Dave Z, Christian, and Brandon have great chemistry. If I I hear they live in three, oh, he read I read this last time. Yeah, he did. Okay, sorry, scratch that. But thank you, top of the mobs. Thanks, Neil. Neil. I love hearing right. it again. <laughs> More <laughs> well, about us. Cut, yeah, right. <laughs> this cuts off though because it's a picture, and when you, you know, I can't hit the more button, so I couldn't read the whole thing anyway. So there, I would have felt like a jerk. So uh, number two, if you call yourself a horror fan. This is a must-listen for any fan of the genre. These dudes know their stuff, and the banter between the three of them is hilarious. Admittedly, I'm a big fan of Dave Z. Wow. 
Thank you. From the stuff he did with Banana Laser, the guy just has it. And I could listen to him talk horror for hours on end, which I have been doing with his podcast anyway. By it, he means chlamydia. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) You stole my fucking joke. I was going to say it at the end. I was going to say, yeah, you're right. I do have it. And I'm going to go see a doctor tomorrow and get rid of it. (laughs) That was my joke. (laughs) And he says, subscribe or die. Twitter at AshRockers3. That's him. So Cool. Dave, Dave. That, you know people love you. People followed you ah. around. You you don't even have to say. You just say, hey, I'm Dave Z. I'm hosting a fucking show. And people are You're global, show. man. Yeah. You're global. Yeah. <laughs> we're global, not just We're me. global. Shit. Yeah. We're global, man. We're taking over. Yeah. You took us there, man. Right? Well, nah, not really. Number three, perfect <laughs> podcast. That's him. JB Horror TV. That's what he says. And he says, perfect podcast for my weekly bleaching <laughs> uh, yeah, perfect. That's a perfect fucking rating for us. Nice. So. That's that's fantastic. It really is. Australia. And they're still listening because I thought after Brandon insulted their whole culture, that they would stop. Because what did you say? Like Paul Hogan is really the only person we know from there. Crocodile Dundee, man. Yeah. <laughs> Part three was your favorite. They got kangaroos and serial killers. That's what they're known for. <laughs> All I know is he's pretty much insulted the whole the whole continent. I love Australia. Been there so many times. Have you? My ass. Oh, I've been in your ass many times, but I haven't been to Australia. (laughs) (laughs) Don't confuse me with Black Phillip. Come on, man. Whoa. So yeah, we have twenty. We have we have ratings, man. We have nineteen officially now. So I guess the next one we get, we'll have another giveaway just like that. So. That's really cool. It is really uh, maybe we got some on Canada. Who knows, Christian? Look if you can. One of I have looked because that's where I I download my feed from, the Canadian one, and there has not been, uh, there hasn't been. Fuck Canada, man. Yeah, fuck them. That means Moods <laughs> hasn't even done it. No, oh, that we have to do it for Moods. Check it out. Back to that. Okay, hold up. Horrorcast. Mark Nato said, "Listen, he had a great idea. I'm going to give him credit because his idea is like we should all be, you know, rating each other's shows." You know, uh, you know, yeah. sign a good speech between podcasts. It's, yeah, it's, it's great. It's a great idea. So he, they did ours. That's why we got two more. Two came from Mark Nato and Walshy, and I did one for them. So maybe you guys can do it for them, and etc. and etc. And I gotta, I gotta, you know, we gotta do it with with moods in them. And I can't that, guarantee they'll all be five star ratings, but I will do it. <laughs> <laughs> five star or die. If you see a one star review, you know it's from Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be from a Canadian. Probably. Bottom of the mops. Oh wait, they don't do them. Bottom of the mops. <laughs> Canadians are too cool for uh, to do iTunes reviews. So, oh, well, we'll see what happens. It's not true. I know. I love Canadians. You know, <laughs> shit. Especially you. Come on, man. Yeah. Yeah, and Moods is cool too. And some <laughs> moods is cool. Too. Some hockey players. I love Canada. Some horror guys. David Cronenberg's cool. Anyway, yeah, that's Canada. Um, <laughs> In a nutshell. Yes. Now, remember we discussed this last week about the exploding barrel? Yeah. And I said I would get back to you guys on what it was? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, the Exploding Barrel podcast is a video game podcast. Oh, Donkey Kong. Yeah. Yep. That makes sense. Yeah, current gaming news and commentary, nostalgic retrospectives. Current gaming news and nostalgic uh, retrospectives. Yeah. Okay, that's so, uh, that's pretty much everything. 
These dudes have 419 shows. 419? 419. Next is the big one, 420. Oh, shit. Wow. We getting fucked up. Ooh, I'm going to have to listen to that one. 420. But, yeah, look at that. They're going to have 420 shows, man. Wow. And somehow we come ahead of them suddenly in in the searches. I don't know how, but... Well, it just depends. Do they... Have people reviewed them, or are they a well-received show? It's they funny. have 25 reviews. Okay, that's, that's good, though, because 25 reviews is pretty damn good. I mean, I know you guys had a lot on Banana Laser before, but I find a lot of people just don't want to put out the effort to put in a review. And they, and I'm not going to lie to you, iTunes, Stitcher, they don't make it easy to find out if you've got a review. There should be a way to tell iTunes and Stitcher and where all the feeds are going out to, like who owns like the podcast or how to, how to link them so that you can know. You would never know unless you go out and physically check. It's frustrating. Yeah. yeah, it is. But that's why you got to bribe them like we do. <laughs> you got to bribe them. It's true. We're give, we have giveaways. We're bribing them. So every 10, we have another giveaway. Give us a rating. Boom. You're going to get free horror stuff from us. Free so, swag. I mean, hell. Yeah, free well, swag. It's, it's, it's a, it's it. a yes. different way of doing it because if you officially <laughs> say, we're going to give you this if you give us a review, I think you can't do that. But the fact that we say, no, well, we're going to put you into a draw, that's fine because. It's fun. Yeah. Who doesn't I'll put want you to in my I'll put you in my bottom drawer? Hey, hey, listen. If I can afford it, I would give everybody something that that give a review. You know, every single one. But you know, that's a good idea. Obviously, I think we should do that. Yeah, let's just yeah, me, just me. Fuck that. Just no. you. You you, you <laughs> brought us this far. Yeah. Only Take one. No. All the way. Only when we have a drawing. Only when we have ten or twenty, we have a plateau. We'll do another one, or maybe just randomly. Oh, speaking of that, check it out. That brings us to an email. So let's get started on that. I um, this concerns a giveaway. Remember our friend uh, Evil Taylor Hicks? <laughs> yep. Oh, he's still around. He sent us another email. And hey, guys, listening to episode eighteen and heard mention of a giveaway for inside to those that ask a question. Here is episode eighteen already. <laughs> yeah. Wait. Is it not even <laughs> unless, out yet? Unless he's hacked into my hard drive, he hasn't heard eighteen <laughs> yet. <laughs> and this this Taylor Hicks man, he's evil. Yeah. <laughs> He is. He's listening to episode eighteen. We don't. We haven't even heard it yet. Maybe he could finish editing it for me. <laughs> Hook us up, evil. <laughs> okay. Apparently, he means he, episode seventeen. Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you did. You did mention it on that show, didn't you? Yeah. Why? Well, it was the last one yes. you dropped. Yeah. I the famous. That. Yeah. Okay. The famous February Black Coat's daughter eighty-one show. No, 81. I'm fucking confusing myself. Forget it. Man. Anyway. What a host. Here's a question. Here's the yeah, See, I told you I'm a shitty host. There, proof positive. The proof, the proof is in the pudding. You know? Yeah. Anyway, Brandon, here's... here's yeah, thank you. I, did, I, I tried to do a Cosby. Yeah. Pudding pops. Not very good. Sorry. Here is my question for Brandon. Are you ready, Brandon? I'm ready. Okay. His question is... Can I have a copy of Inside? <laughs> <laughs> Love the show. ETX. <laughs> Perfect. Give it to him. Yeah. You know what? Of course. Give yes, it to him. you may. Nice. All right, Brandon. That's awesome. <laughs> Once you hear this, though, PM me your address. You better be in the States. Actually, I don't care where you are. I'll send it to you Did anyway. you say P on you? P on me. 
Yo, did you say that once you heard this message? Pee on me? Is that what you said? PM me. Oh, sorry. No, sorry. We, did this, we did this last week, too. I know, I'm recycling old jokes. It's a yeah. lawhead reference. Okay, sorry. Oh, my God, that question was awesome. That was awesome, yeah. <laughs> and I'll still have one left for the giveaway, for the episode 20 giveaway. All right, all right. Good old inside. Okay, I got another email here from BC. How about that ET in BC? Right, people are catching on. Right on. All right. Um, Bill wanted to say he's sorry for the crappy first voicemail, but he wanted to be the first one to send it. I liked it. I liked it, too. It fits this show. I, I, I tried to make a joke about it, but I forgot. I remember when I was playing it back. I was like, guys, this is our very first one. It's going to be a scorcher. I tried to build it up just to have it be, you know, Bill not saying much except, hello, how are you guys doing? I don't think the joke took, or maybe my delivery was wrong. Hey, did so. he answer the question though? Like we were wondering if that was really him, or if that was like a if he's going to be a different voice every time. No, he didn't. Yeah. Oh, and that's because he hasn't heard it yet. <laughs> it's episode eighteen. <laughs> yeah. Well, this this is this episode's going right down the shit too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing back listening to you two. Just I'm like. You should, if you could see the expression on my face, I'm like, what the fuck are these two talking about? <laughs> all right. Okay. All right. Okay. Listen, BC has also added a um, a voicemail. So uh, here's my call in for the week. It's short but sweet and includes a challenge for Christian. Ooh. Ooh. BC and Bangor. Yeah. All right. So check it out. Let's play this here. Hopefully this goes smoothly. Nice. So far, not so Hi there, friends. This is BC from Bangor, and I just wanted to give a shout-out to you guys for another great show. Episode 16 with The Green Room. Hey, it was great hearing Mike Merriman as well. And this time, I've got a challenge for Christian. Hey, Christian, what's something that you do that's pretty stereotypical of all Canadians? I apologize. You sure do. <laughs> so, let's hear some of the highlights from the last show. Sorry. Sorry. I'm sorry, so I'm sorry. Sorry. I'm sorry. That's awesome. Sorry. Um. I apologize. Sorry. 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 Sorry, Mike. Sorry. I apologize. So, Christian, my challenge for you is try and do one show without apologizing or saying you're sorry. Can you do it? Oh, well, subject, what was it again that you went to school to become? Cinematographer. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> my tease because I love, and I can't wait to hear the next episode. Bye. Oh, I'm fucking crying. I'm crying. That is the greatest voicemail ever. <laughs> I'm, tears are streaming down my face right now. That was awesome. Beast. I will try not to apologize. Uh, my gosh, that you got me, man. Holy shit. <laughs> Did you notice one other thing about that voicemail? His yeah. editing might be better than yours. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> See, I'm just well, trying to like you know establish some sort of job within the podcast so that I am seen as someone that you know Dave wants to keep. Oh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We could keep having guest speakers come on. As yeah, I I'm say, I'm expendable. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> Oh, oh, BC. Man. Man, yeah. BC. Wow. Thank you. What a. Yeah. That was what... phenomenal. My God. <laughs> yes, it was. And he may be 
a better editor than editor than Christian, but Christian is definitely a better cinematographer. <laughs> I can't believe he found it because when I was listening to the episode, I couldn't go back and find it. Uh, how could you not? It was I don't know why. I just couldn't find it. And I listened to it twice. I'm like, where where did he say the cinematography again? <laughs> well, I'll tell oh you something. God. He was fucked up that show. It, it, it used to be me that I couldn't talk. Now it's him because on that show, not only did he say cinematography, <laughs> he also said instead of demonic, he said dynamic. Yeah. <laughs> he was... did the same thing. He switched uh. his N and his M. That's what he did with cinematography. Yeah, but, but he didn't was... go to school for demonic. That's true. <laughs> yeah, I, I only studied demonic. I only studied demonology. <laughs> It didn't sound so assholey when I listened to it, but it was still pretty, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I only studied it. That wasn't the episode where you, where you were confusing Dick Miller and Dick Smith also, right? Oh, <laughs> Bill pointed that out too. No, so you guys never Bill. caught it. Hey, you guys never caught it while we were I did, recording? No, I, I didn't. I, I didn't, do the same I, thing. Edited the damn thing and I didn't catch it <laughs> until Bill pointed out too. I started laughing my head off when he was he showed me the pictures of the two. And yeah, when he showed the picture of Dick Miller, I'm like, "Oh, that's Dick Miller. Yeah, I remember him." <laughs> it was a great picture of Dick Miller too. <laughs> it was <Yeah>. awesome. <laughs> oh, he's like the cameo king, Dick Miller, man. Holy yeah. smoke! I confess, though, I didn't notice because I, I've done that too. I'm sure Dick Miller. Come on now, <laughs> and Dick Smith. You know, it's an easy mistake to make. There are a couple of dicks. Yeah. You know, I'm talking to two right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, exactly. I'm used to. Doing I think it would be great if every voicemail that Bill leaves is some sort of mistake that Christian makes from each previous yeah. episode. Hey, that's okay. I make enough. I make enough of it. And you know what? For that any was, of us, that I was a different voice, myself. though. That that sounds like it would be his regular voice. That was a different voice, huh? Well, no. The other one. Remember, you were saying he sounded <laughs> like a douche skater, a douche rapper. Do, yeah, rapper, skater. Dude, skater! <laughs> hey, I can't even do it. I don't even know what the fuck skaters say anymore. Yeah, <laughs> skater die! Skater die! Or die, 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 die. Yeah. Uh, yeah, let's fucking let's do some ollies, man. Yeah, ollie. <laughs> A douchebag skater. <laughs> oh, shit. So, Christian, uh, do you accept the challenge? <laughs> I, I'm going to be I'm guarding everything I say now. Yes, right. I accept. He's like, nice. I'm sorry, but I cannot accept. <laughs> hey, I'm not going to say the F word. I'm sorry, but I can't say I'm sorry. You're right. I'm, I'm sorry, not gonna but I can't accept. Yeah, no Fs from me, no Ss from Christian. And I'll just continue to be perfect. We've got a million challenges, and we're about to get to them. You have enough. <laughs> oh, God, these challenges. Uh, I'm actually, like, starting to hate, like, film. <laughs> I used to love movies. Now I just hate them. Now it feels like a chore. Well, here's first and foremost. You wanted to talk about part two of the obscure horror movie challenges. I got news for you, buddy. I am not allowing this on the show. What? <laughs> no. No. It's not no. going to happen because... Don't do I'm, it. Dude, I'm doing it to save you. I mean, you must know that. I don't want you watching all those movies. I've looked at the list. I don't really want to watch any of them. I just, you don't need to watch 100 movies. You have 2016 movies to watch. You have shit to watch. And it's I, I got to be honest, I, and I was going to mention this, if I do take on the challenge of part two, first of all, I, I am going to buy Boarding House. That's, I'm just, I have to. 
I'll have a giveaway for it after I watch it if I hate it. But that was my out, buddy. That there you go. You summed it up. You yeah, never I, finished the first one, so no, you I'm going to. I'm finishing the first one. If I do take on the second one, it won't be until next year, because yeah. because after this, I do have a challenge that I did for this show. I have a challenge coming up for for a couple of, of the next few shows, and then 2016, I'm hitting hard. Hitting hard. You better. I, I've been hitting hard. We're going to get to that shortly. Yeah. We're jumping around as is. But, yeah, I'm hitting hard now, and we all should be. But, yeah, you can't do it. So that challenge is out the window for now. Yes. Can't do it. Now, I guess we're here. What about what kind of challenges do you have? Jason Lloyd challenged you last show. Jason Lloyd gave me the dual challenge. Yes, and you the, took this challenge. The 2LDK versus Aragami challenge. And I yes. did take it. I had seen 2LDK before, but I did rewatch it, and I rewatched Aragami as well. And um, I forgot what he said. Did he, he, did he really want me to talk about the films, or did he just want me to sort of give my verdict as to which one wins? I said give a verdict. All right, I'll, I'll give a verdict. Um, the challenge was that they had to make a film, these, these directors had to make a film with just two, two characters in one isolated location. So just real quick, Aragami is basically about two samurais that are facing off in a temple. That film runs about 75 minutes, and 2LDK is two actresses who are sharing an apartment, and they're waiting to hear about an audition that they both went on. Both films, highly enjoyable, recommend both of them. Aragami, believe it or not, for, for a 75-minute movie, it, the pacing is a little slow. It's heavy on the dialogue, so you're, you're waiting. You want to see the battle scenes happen. So it's a really good movie. I love the tie-in at the end with one of the other movies that the director did. The director of that film was Kitamura. He did, a, he, he did a lot of notable movies if you're an Asian horror fan, and he has a tie-in with this movie. I give that film a 7.5. Real solid. Good film. few things left unanswered, but enough given where you can sort of make up your own, your own mind as to what's going on. 2LDK, much more straightforward. Again, maybe a tiny bit slow at the beginning, but, but the tension starts building very early, so it, it, you're more engaged from, from, from the get-go. And uh, it just gets batshit crazy. And to me, just the more fun of the film. And I give that one an 8. So to me, 2LDK, slightly better than Aragami. Slightly more enjoyable than Aragami. But both well made. So the winner, 2LDK. Nice. Which stands for a two-bedroom, living, dining room, kitchen. It's describing their living situation. Wow. If anyone was wondering, because I always wonder what that means. It's, It's the way they, you know... Talk right, about the condo or yeah. apartment they own. It's like SWF and NS and or NWA. Yeah, straight out of Compton. Straight out of cockpit. <laughs> Great, I'm glad that they're both good movies. So it was a challenge that was these guys had to what, what they had to do film the movie over like a real short period of time. What was it again? Do you remember? Uh, yeah, I forgot what the what the time frame was in terms it was of short, how long. It, yeah, it was short, and both the movies are really short. I mean, 2LDK is like 65 minutes. Okay, well, hey, whatever. At least they put out good stuff. These are, these are two quality movies. and they're, I mean, they're highly rated on the B, and they're both, now I'm saying the B. Nice. But they're, they're really quite enjoyable. Good. Well, I, think, yeah. I think in his other question that Jason posed was, uh, would you love to see that with uh, two newer directors? And he mentioned, like... Um, Zombie Roth, and Roth. Yeah. yeah, I think it would be kind of cool though to see an American, uh, like version of that. 
Why absolutely. Not? Absolutely. Yeah. Why not? Oh, I, 100%. These are definite. I mean, I don't know what the budgets are on these movies, but with isolated locations and and you know, two actors, especially like especially when you're talking about directors that sort of have a group of actors that they work with over and over, they could definitely put together you know a sixty seventy minute project like this that I would love to see. Too bad they won't do it. It would be great. No, if they it, did. it won't happen. But no, but, uh, not in the states. But if it did, I would certainly support it and have it as a double feature. Yeah, but you know what? I'm getting I'm getting mad with all the again. Why not? Why can't it happen? Because give it like maybe they have a five hundred thousand dollar budget each or something. Maybe even a million. So your movie's two million bucks. I mean, come on with the with the names behind it and whatnot. Oh, they yeah. should be able to have a great opening weekend, and we should get more of these style movies. I know. I think I ranted on this another time during our um, our podcast, but the reality is that. Like, I'm sick and tired of, like, these, you know, 50, 100, $150 million movies catering to a, a certain audience that they think is already built in. Because there's going to be bombs there. Like, I just wish someone else took a chance. Like, this is how the soft films got made. They didn't get, they, they barely cost anything to make, to produce. Now, some people argue that they're garbage, but I know you guys are fans of them, so I know you'll back me up. Uh, you know, they were the new wave Friday the 13th series, as was, uh, you know, paranormal uh, activity for... At a certain, at I don't. Well. I don't know what movie studios are thinking. I completely agree with you. I don't. I don't. It's. I mean, just this summer alone, with with the Ghostbusters thing, they had to have seen a, a bomb coming. And I haven't seen the movie. I might, I might enjoy it. I don't. I'm not even judging whether it's a terrible movie or not. Just spending that much money, you know, people are going to be pissing on seeing. And then this past weekend, they just released a remake of Ben Hur. Yeah, that looks like just like Who, it missed like, the boat. Like. Like, From the casting, the makeup, whose, everything. Yeah, whose idea was it? Like, okay, let's let's remake Ben Hur. Everybody wants that right now. <laughs> yeah. And there, and it's a, a tremendous flop. I mean, that was like 150 million, and I I think it you know it made nothing. I saw Ghostbusters. I think we could talk about that since it's somewhat somewhat relative uh, horror. I know it's a comedy and whatnot. Yeah, I saw it, and it's a bloated summer movie. Was it a total misfire? No, I know Alex hated it. Yes, there were some things that absolutely were not great ideas. However, I found myself enjoying it for the most part. But like every summer movie now, I find what they do like, shit, we got to cut this down. We got to keep this rolling. So the pacing, there's pacing issues. Yeah. And not the pacing issues that I'm talking about. We're like, oh shit, that you could have easily cut out 10 minutes. For once you're kind of going, I needed, we needed another transition scene. We needed another scene here to bridge this one scene to the, the other scene that it just cut right to it and it was not enough and i saw suicide squad and not it's the same argument i use for suicide squad it's just i there are these bloated summer movies that you know there's going to be like a director's version that comes out on blu-ray because yeah. they cut the movies down because they feel that's what the audience have no attention span they're not interested in development they just want to see action and special effects and but there Ghost, are some Ghostbusters people that was want a flop that. though Ghostbusters yeah. is, is, they, is a money a money loser yeah I, they, you're over. never going to see a sequel to that yeah, that's what they're saying. Yeah, I know. So even more so, whether it's enjoyable or not, I don't understand why these why they're still making these huge budget films. Hollywood is is a mess. I, I get I get the superhero stuff. I get stuff like Suicide Squad. Those you know, like you could put two hundred million in those. You know, you're gonna make that in the first two weeks. 
Yeah, but, but uh, they're not going to make what they fucking thought they were going to make for the money they spent on that movie and for what their anticipation is. Oh, yeah. I mean, we don't know what they're spending on marketing and stuff and all that. And I mean, Tons. they're going to make a lot of money, but they're, you know, it's cost a fortune. Whereas, like, like we're talking about, if they put, if it was like Rob Zombie versus Eli Roth and each, and it was a two million total budget, put, you know, a million dollars into marketing and all of a sudden three million dollars first weekend, probably make 25 million. It's the greed. Like, as I mean, I know they say, yep. even if you, like you said, if you put a million dollars in the marketing, which is probably not huge in the big picture of marketing, nah. but you know how to, you know how to advertise the horror fans. And if you don't, exactly, then, That's you know, I mean, the names Roth and Zombie carry so much weight to them because they have a huge fan base. They have people that absolutely hate them and despise everything they've created. However, it will get horror fans talking and yeah. it will get a lot of, some percentage of them into seats opening weekend, hopefully a larger percentage of them. And that's all you need. And then when you add general public, that's just curious, you should come away with a 10 million plus opening weekend. And if you weren't just greedy, that should be fine. And it, it's a success. And then you rinse and repeat what rinse and repeat sounds generic, but you just do it with fresh ideas. Amen. Absolutely. But greed, it, it, it will never let that happen. Unfortunately, it would be great, but I'll tell you one thing about Hollywood while we're on the subject. They do make a lot of mistakes for some of the blockbusters and big things, and I'm usually not concerned with those movies anyway, especially Marvel. But they this year in particular, it's it kind of started last year, but this year really has been a very good year for horror at the box office, like as far as quality is concerned. I'm not saying, you know, financially, but it's... It's like last year, I think I said it was the year of the horror comedy, you know. This year seems like it's the year of uh, of Hollywood, good Hollywood horror. Don't you guys think? You're yeah, talking it's, like it's, the boy. It's, and, it's and... not bad. It's not bad. You had the boy. What else did you have? I, I, I never saw the farce. They had Pride and Prejudice versus the witch. Zombies. We the had witch. the witch. I would call what? that Hollywood, though. The That's witch. true. It's not Hollywood. You're right. It's, it's a no, but, but I know what you mean. You know, bigger theatrical, wide releases. Things that we've seen this year that we've covered on the show and other things that have played at the theater, there's been better titles this year to go yeah, to. I mean, I, I really, I'm not That's a all. fan of Lights Out. I thought it was just, I thought it was an above average made film. I, it, I didn't find it that entertaining. Um, really? I, I'm hearing a lot of positive, a lot of positive. It, it was okay to me, but I, I was not blown away by it. There was one particular scene in the movie, and I don't know if it was just because of the audience reaction of, of, in the theater, but like we all like almost had heart attacks. You know, just generic jump scares, but scared the fucking piss out of us. <laughs> hey, it works at the show, definitely. To the show! To the show! Let's go to the show! <laughs> Shit. Um, now, now, Frankfurt, they cost a nickel. <laughs> show. Oh, yeah, the show. Frankfurt for a nickel. Oh, fuck. So, you wanna yeah. Pop? You want a pop? <laughs> you have any more challenges? <laughs> <laughs> I do have a challenge from JP. JP, all right. All right, let me let me read this real quick. I want to thank JP while he's while I'm on yeah, the show. Yeah, we, we got I got to thank JP and Moods and Jeremy yeah. and all the twenty two shots people. Yes, the, the whole I want, community. I want to thank JP in particular for introducing us to the voicemail thing, and for introducing us to Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> awesome! Uh, I'm gonna give him the gordita challenge next. <laughs> Do it. Okay. So here it is. I picture this with a with a jigsaw voice. Okay, Brandon. 
You're probably wondering what this is. Well, I'll tell you what it is. It might be the last movie you ever watch. Mm-hmm. Up until now, you simply sat in the shadows watching others podcast the bad movies. But what do voyeurs see when they look in the mirror? Brandon, I want to play a game. Here's what happens if you lose. The device you are wearing is hooked into your upper penis and lower testicles, which I have implanted <laughs> using various forms of magnification devices and tweezers. <laughs> When the challenge has failed, the thing that you call a penis will be permanently ripped open. <laughs> Think of it as a reverse bear trap. <laughs> you call a penis. This, this is what he said to me in the mail. I thought this was hilarious. Okay, so the challenge basically is multi-packs. He's, he, I searched the stores of my town far and wide for one that had a unique mix of movies. I found a 20-movie pack. And, this, and the rules of this, he, he got me this 20-movie pack. I believe it's a Mill Creek pack. It has 20 films on it. I have to watch every movie. I can skip one because Night of the Living Dead is on there. And obviously I don't want to give a spoiler review because I'm sure at some point we'll do the dead films. Uh, so it's a 19-film challenge. And i got to watch them, give a brief talk about them, and a rating for each of the episodes coming up in the future. You know, unless, of course, we have a big show coming up. And if I don't, I die. <laughs> That's what it says. You get your penis ripped in half. Yeah, you don't want that. It says, by the end, you must die. I don't know why it says that at the end of his note. Good luck, JP. Thanks, JP. (laughs) I want to know how he implanted this thing into me, like, without me noticing it. And without Black Phillip noticing it. (laughs) (laughs) Various forms of magnification devices and tweezers. Beautiful. (laughs) He's a funny guy. That's going to have to start uh, show 21, though. Yeah, yeah. I (laughs) wanted to read that note. But, yeah, it's a 20-movie pack. Um... Uh, films, I forgot all the films that were on there, but, you know, House on Haunted Hill is on there. I mean, obviously I've seen that before, but I'll, I'll, re- I'll review that one again for, the sh- for, for it. has films like uh, Devil Bat, Bone Daddy, The Arrival Party. Bone Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> they call me the Bone Daddy. Nice. Uh, the Arrival, Part 1 and 2. A bunch of other films that sound pretty, pretty horrible, but it's a, it's a cool-looking uh, pack of films. Give it a shot. Great. And 19 is better than 100. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes Fucking it is. Fucking crickets, man. <laughs> no, it is better than 100. I agree. <laughs> I'm just talking about that fucking cricket you got. Oh, sorry, man. It's okay. I don't plan it that way. It just happens. But uh, we have more uh, voicemails here. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot away or play yeah, away. <laughs> I'm blowing you right off. Okay. Um. <laughs> well, check this out, man. We, this... This lasts three different ones. <laughs> Excuse this, you. Yes, it's this damn chair, I know. Okay, hold up. Check it out. Once we this, get 25 reviews, Dave Z gets a new chair. Yeah, yeah. I had an old chair, but it was a rocking chair. And uh, it was rock. wooden and it... He was yeah. rocking like Sam Neill in possession. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Christian doesn't want to even hear that word yeah, again. He's like, don't okay. mention that fucking film. Don't even clickety clack. Well, Moods was like, oh, it was a stellar performance. I'm like, did you see him in that fucking working chair? <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> Sorry. The two Canadians are going at it. You don't want to hear it, huh? Do you want to hear this? Yes. I took that challenge. <laughs> you took it? Yeah. Me too. Did you, last? Did you make it? Yeah, I made it. Are you going to make it now? No. 
<laughs> All right, let me stop it. I'll have mercy on you. All right, who who posted that again? Because I took the challenge too, and I made it. I don't know. I, I forgot who posted it, but... It was I'm not cool. sure if it was him, but somebody else posted another one of those challenges where all the headline was uh, said was, look at this crash. And it was just a, a truck about to crash into something. Yeah, and it, it, it never did. Yeah, and it never... And that pissed the shit out of me. It was just a minute of the truck about to crash. You saw that too, Christian? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. It had to be the same guy. They wanted to see how long you watched it. I after about five <sighs> seconds, I'm like, "This is just gonna keep a loop. It's just a loop." I it, waited. Yeah. I was hoping at the end they were gonna really show the crash. <laughs> Wait, how long did you last before you pulled the plug? I made it all you? the way through. How long is it? Oh, it's probably like a minute and a half, two minutes. Oh, okay. I thought it was like ten, twelve minutes or something. <laughs> no. Okay. It's not like one of these like nine-hour videos of just like He-Man singing or something. <laughs> okay. Well, that should be the new mate, mate. Clickety clackety. That should be the new Rickroll. It should be everywhere. <laughs> if we ever make it to the big leagues, if you ever make it to the show, you'll be show. seeing that shit. <laughs> Clickety clackety. Oh, show. We're making it big in the show. <laughs> All right. Uh, here it is. Here's a voicemail. Check it out. Uh, hey, guys. It's Tim Carpenter. Uh, big fan of shows you guys already know. Uh, Sorry. That's me. One, uh, just finished watching uh, Turn to Sleep Boy Camp for the first time, and I thought I'd call in and give you guys my thoughts on the series. Um, so first, I'm going to talk a little bit about my uh, experiences with the series overall. Before yeah, hearing you guys, we're going to talk about the series. I just seen part one, um, and that was quite a long time ago. I don't remember when exactly. Uh, I don't remember much about it, uh, besides, of course, Angel was actually being the guy. Um... I remember thinking it was a decent slasher overall, but not really being blown away by it. So this time I decided to watch them all except for part uh, part four. And I guess I really enjoyed the series. So first I'll talk a little bit about part one. I think I liked it a little bit more this time than I originally did. Uh, There's some decent kills. My favorite one was definitely uh, a cook getting burned uh, by the fucking tall-ass boiling water. <laughs> um, that one definitely sticks out to me. Um, the other one I really liked was when the girl, I think it was, I can't remember her name now, but uh, I think it was Allie, maybe. Shit, I don't know. When she got stabbed in the shower. Um, it was Allie. Her back, okay. that, was, that was definitely a great one. You um, like the beat kill, huh? One, although, I think it totally <laughs> nailed, uh, totally ramped it up when they got to part two. Like you said earlier, this is my first time watching part two. I just, I just fucking loved it. Definitely the best thing about it was uh, Pamela Springsteen. Uh, she was just, Amazing as uh, Angela. It's just weird. Usually in flashers, like um, you know, it's some masked masked man who never talks. But and in this, we have Angela. Um, she's this seemingly innocent young camp counselor who, I mean, she's like five five, one hundred twenty pounds. I mean, doesn't seem she could kill anybody, but I mean, she just kicks some serious fucking ass in this movie. Um, <laughs> I'm like pretty much rooting for her the whole time. I mean, I just love this lady. <laughs> all these all the kids are pretty much assholes and you know she seems to be doing the right thing for the most part I mean she's <laughs> trying to she was being nice to the the one girl I mean there, I think there's a scene at two where she's kind of trying to talk to her about the uh, the girl and the with a guy um two of their I don't know she was one to fuck him or whatever um <laughs> okay then he cuts off so hold on and then he complains about it <laughs> <laughs> and it takes a second. Yeah, three minutes is all you get. 
If that, if that does continue to happen, I'll just have to do this if they're longer than three minutes each time. No big deal. We'll play them. Hey guys, uh, Stink Carpenter back. I'm trying to send this one again because it coming out first time. Um, so I was talking about part two. I, there are a lot of awesome killer kills. They burned the camper. She burned the campers a lot. That was pretty good. They burnt the uh, drill kill. That was pretty awesome too. And of course, yeah, I've seen. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of a germaphobe, so just having to keep my head in that fucking outhouse, I just, <laughs> yeah, I can't think of the worst way to die. Also, really like part three as well. Springsteen was always sweet, excellent again in it. And they ramped up the kills, I thought. My favorite was probably Herman's wife. I can't remember her name, but, uh, Get me out of here! Wife. But she was just the fucking bitch who was kind of just sitting her ass. Wait, hey! <laughs> and Angela, of course, buried her alive up to her neck in um, the trash pit, I think. And then she, uh, she kicked the cat's hit her with the lawnmower. I love that one. Also, the firecracker blowing off the one guy's face was great. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, part four, um, I ended up skipping because I've heard lots of weird things about it. I couldn't find a legit cop anywhere mm-hmm. online, so I just uh, decided to skip it out watch return. Yeah, fuck that piece um, of shit. Which I thought was fun. I kind of liked how they brought some of the original characters back, like Ronnie, the camp counselor, uh, and Ricky, who was, I guess, uh, Angela's cousin. Uh, there were some good kills. Duty and his cock ripped off by the wire was pretty funny. Um, um, of course, the guy getting his head in the deep firing was good, which was a good callback to the original. The ending, that was kind of lame. I mean, they, the, the, the uh, cop who talks, sounds like Darth Vader, <laughs> with his like little um, uh, what the hell you call it? Um, but that was kind of lame. How he was just kind of that was that ended up being Angela. He was just kind of super cop. I wish they would have kind of brought that in a different way. That incorporated Angela as a killer, but I guess I can see why they did that. They clearly tried to make Alan the killer, and I thought it was him up until the very end. But um, hmm. I kind of had a suspicion that it might not be because they wanted Angela to be the killer, but. I guess they fooled me. So I would say I'm overall a pretty big fan of the franchise. I think one thing that... He gets cut off again. Oh. <laughs> then he calls a third time to, to ramp it up. Steve, <laughs> your messages are great, but your ass stinks. <laughs> <laughs> you must have been pissed off at this machine. I saw some of the comments go back and forth, so it's kind of funny. Three minutes. Oh, right, <laughs> yep. Three minutes, guys. All right, here we go. This, this concludes it. Okay, Jesus Christ, you guys need to get a longer fucking voicemail. I'm cold now. What do you want for free? So, make this quick. So, um, I really enjoyed the series overall. I think one thing it nails is kind of just like the feeling of a real summer camp. Although, I mean, I've never actually been to one of these fucking things, but um, I get it pretty well. I mean, when you compare it to like Friday 13, but what the hell do I know? So, if I were to rank the films, I would say two is definitely my favorite, followed by three. Uh, the original, and then uh, Return to Sleepaway Camp. So those are basically my thoughts on the series. I already listened to you guys talk about parts one and two, and I'm going to go back and listen to you guys talk about the rest of the series. Uh, each fan of the podcast, as you guys already know, keep it up. And I also hope uh, Brandon is still enjoying getting butt-fucked uh, by Black Phil on a regular basis. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you guys are doing well. I'll, uh, I'll, uh, Talk to you guys later. Maybe I'll give you my thoughts on uh, Green Room, which I actually was not a huge fan of. What? I seem to be the only person who wasn't a huge fan of it, but 
Yeah, I remember um, writing that too. Maybe I'll pull back and give you guys, guys my thoughts on that another time if I rewatch it. All right, uh, bye bye. Stephen Carpenter, our great message, voice. man. Yeah, thank you. It sounds like you liked the series the way I did, two, three, the original, and then Return. Yeah, he, he has one below two and three. Did you have one below two and three? Yeah, I gave uh, two oh. and three. I think a seven out of ten because I said they're pretty much. It really is really like the same sort of uh, like attitude and, and feeling for three is two with more souped up kills uh, and a faster pace and a better, even a better final chase. And then I said one, I think I gave 6.5 and I gave return the lowest rating. Naturally. Well, I was, it's fun, but well, survivor was, yeah. Survivor. <laughs> I think return would have been better if the ending wasn't that it was Angela, but Alan and he's naked. And instead of having a penis, he has a vagina. <laughs> Yes. That's it. Yep. You've nailed it. Summed up. Yep. I, I can't add to that. Good call. Thanks. Yeah, hey. Thank you. Rookie of the year, ladies Rookie and gentlemen. I'll be here all week. You can't beat him. You can't beat him. So, yeah, that Stephen Carpenter, man. He's he's our homie. He's all over the the group page and uh, big supporter. Now we have voicemails. Nice. Cool. Nice. Oh, by the way, our voicemail is... 702-625-2224. Evidently, a... only leave three-minute messages. Yes. <laughs> three <laughs> minutes is the limit. Well, not the, well, it's their limit. It's not our limit, obviously. We just paid a, played an eight-minute one. But <laughs> See, he gets mad at me. He get, he says something about the, the thing cutting him off. He's the fucking guy giving the, uh, what the... What's the word? The slow burn voicemails. <laughs> you get slow burn voicemails, slow burn movies, slow burn emails on this. Yeah, show. I forgot how the film ended, so it was good to hear again. Yeah, you, Stephen, you had you had to know this was coming. <laughs> you course. know that they're going to tear you apart. Not me, not me. I appreciate everything you've done, but not. No, me. I enjoyed this. I Stephen Carpenter Sleepaway Camp ret- retrospective. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't, oh, sound, doesn't sound legit to me. Such an asshole. <laughs> well, that that's him, SC. Stephen Carpenter. Uh, he's a good guy. Yeah, SC Sleepaway Camp, too. Ooh. Oh, shit. Wow, he's definitely SC now, man, straight up. He's famous for that 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 uh that voicemail now about Sleepaway. He's uh, he's SC. Right on. SC. It's official. Stevie Carp in the house. Yeah. SC. So you know what? We Speaking of the group... Oh, no, no, I can't go there. Let me get this last voicemail. We have another voicemail. Oh, wow, another one. Yep, another one. A fresh one, hot off the presses. So hold on a second. Hey, guys. Derek here. I was thinking of something to leave a voicemail for you guys. I thought of a very good concept for you guys. So I was thinking if you guys did your own, like, sort of, like, slasher film, who would be your dream cast in your slasher film? And what would you have your killer look like? Like, what would his mask look like? What would you set the setting of your slasher film? Also, what would be, like, your uh, show-stopping kill if you did have one in your slasher? So, yeah, hope to hear back from you guys. And as always, Brandon, stay nasally. Peace out. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. That's a good question. It's a great question. I love that question, and it's too hard to answer now. I want to think about that. I know it's hard to answer. Thank you, Derek. Great question. It is a great question. Could we, we get gotta... back to him on 21? Like, I actually want to think about that. I and... made a slasher movie. I made a bunch of slasher movies, but the one that I put on the, on 
uh, thing that got no response is the, my student film from way back when, when I was studying cinematography. <laughs> <laughs> and it was called Spine Tingler, and it was a supernatural slasher flick, and it had multiple killers in it. But, wow. And, so and, that- and, and again, it's hard because I love the Jason mask, but you can't do it. We've talked about it, Dave, right? It just would be like, well, no. Right. Like, it's Friday the 13th owns that now. Whether it was ripped off, whether other sh- movies did it before, it doesn't matter because it's notorious and iconic from that series. So, I, I do like a it. mask. I do like a mask, though. So, it's got to be like a mimes mask or something like that. I know that sounds more Michael Myers-ish, but I just mean like a blank, faceless mask. Like Hush? Like Hush, yeah. <laughs> So basically, <laughs> your, your idea is hush. <laughs> hush. <No. laughs> Fucking Christian Flanagan over here. <laughs> what a bunch of dicks. <laughs> That's a lot to think about. Like the, your cats it, and everything. He wanted to, to get yeah, back you, to I really want to answer that question legitimately. Like, okay, so, so it's, it's a wait. can't. I want to answer that on 21. Okay, then we're all going to wait. Yeah, I might ask you to... Um, Cliffhanger! Give me the details of the uh, of the of the voicemail again, just to know everything I have to. But I definitely want to answer that legit on twenty one. <laughs> well, well, then I'll That's come up great. with a better answer with like actual actors and actresses that people like well known ones. Yeah, does he want us to do character yeah. like dream characters or dream actors? Show stopping death. I don't know. Well, we'll, we'll make it a cliffhanger then. Hey, cliffhanger, Derek. We'll answer it in two shows. Only us. Only we could get a voicemail from someone and tell them we're not going to answer it for two more shows. Well, how long ago did he leave that message? Just a few hours ago. You could have told us about it. We could have... Never. Uh, never. Th- we never know th- the emails. We never know the fucking voicemails. There wasn't enough time. There just Dave, look, look, look down by your feet. Is there a ball there? Because you surely fucking dropped it. <laughs> <laughs> I told you I'm the worst host. See, I can't even fucking <laughs> pass this information it. on. See? I, that's, I'm not claiming to be I'm teasing. Point. I'm teasing. No, I like this. Yeah, Careful when you get into bed tonight. I, you really shit the bed this time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you go to bed, make sure you don't smell anything. <laughs> I like it. It gives us two shows to think. Yeah, two shows will come back. I'm going to tell you right now, though, Christian, I have a way around it. As a Friday the 13th fanboy, considering my love for part two, you know where I'm going. I'm good. I contribute it and fucking have something scary. Christian's just going to stick with Hush. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm going sackhead. I'll tell you right now. That's... Are we supposed to be stealing them from, like, our favorites? No, I think we're supposed to create our own. I can't do a sack head, you're telling me? So it's got to be something original? Unless it's like a ball sack. Okay, okay. <laughs> Balchidian. Um, Balchidian. Oh, we can't do it. It's Balchidian from, from Sentinel, from Dave's favorite part. Chinballitis, man. Butters in South Park. Chinballitis. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, everything's been done. Yeah. I can't rip off my own movie and put a mimes mask in? Okay. Put a mime mask in. Mimes well, good. That movie Derek. Judy had killer mimes. Let's, yeah, it did. Let's ask Derek, though. But now, now it's a good reason for to, to <laughs> be a the script tank. on Derek. Yeah, we're gonna get a little bit more <laughs> information on what what the rules are, and we'll make it a project. There you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, we'll get the information before we record. So there you go. Yes, we will. And we if anybody wants to, yeah, we'll we'll start this trend. So forget the uh, challenge between uh, Roth and Zombie. If anybody wants to fund this, we'll make it a triple slasher feature. We'll make it for very little money, but we'll keep all the profits. <laughs> for the podcast. <laughs> yeah. We all profits will go to Dave Z's new chair. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and to All move right. into a neighborhood with less crickets. <laughs> well, you're the one that br- that brought the crickets out. Don't don't blame <laughs> <laughs> don't blame them for existing. That episode hasn't dropped yet, has it? The cricket episode. Oh, I guess not. No, I think it was, that was 81. eighteen. Eighty-one. I go. Oh, it is eighty-one. Right. Eighty-one. Eighteen. Yeah. Um. Now, okay. One more thing. Well, not one more thing, but Stephen Carpenter, SC. Since we were talking about him, he left us a message. Not a message. He made a post in the group page. And by the way, if you're not on the group page and you're on Facebook, get on there. What are you waiting for? Just type in Exploding Heads Horror Podcast and boom, we'll come up. So, anyway, uh, Stephen Carpenter put up a thing here. And it says, hey guys, I have a few ideas for some shows. I think it would be awesome if you guys did a director's spotlight on someone like John Carpenter. He has so many amazing films to talk about. From Halloween and the Thing to Prince of Darkness, In the Mouth of Madness, and Vampires, just to name a few. I also think it would be cool if you guys did some audio commentaries for some classic horror films as well. Any chance of these things happening? No. (laughs) 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 I'm sorry. You know I... Porks, poor, poor SC. I, I teased him about his uh, his voicemail. Now I'm making a joke. Okay. In, in all seriousness, though. Um, well, if he leaves a, another, you know, 65 voicemails, he could probably cover every Carpenter film. <laughs> <laughs> Let's give him a challenge. Challenge yeah. to listen. Actually, no. Nah, I think it's it's a great idea. I it, I love I loved. I actually uh, I went to the Fog reunion panel. At uh, at Monster Mania, and it was awesome hearing them talk about John Carpenter. Obviously, Adrian Barbeau was there, and she was married to him. They have a kid together, and it was interesting to hear them talk about to hear them talk about Carpenter. Nice, yeah. Nice. yeah we got to get that. Yeah, I want to hear all about your convention. Actually, it's- it was weird. The the you know the one thing they kept doing for like the first twenty minutes is they kept saying John was. And I was with Brett, and she actually turned to me. And she's like, "Is he still alive?" I'm like, "Yeah, they they keep messing up and doing that. Eventually, they stopped doing it. They made it sound like <laughs> like he was like he's no more." What the fuck, really? Yeah, weird. It was a blast. It's just weird that like they they really didn't know the person that was saying that. No, it was it was Adrian Barbeau. They have a child too. They have a son together. Oh, she said it. She kept saying he was, he was, and then she's like, then she kept, then she was like, he's not was, he is. <laughs> they, oh. started, they started correcting themselves. But oh. Brett turned to me. Brett, Brett got confused for a sec because she's like, he's still alive, right? I'm like, yeah. yeah. But I, I could see how you can get confused listening to it like that. Right, right. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So check it out. I did, I did a thing with uh, Banana Laser. We did it, but we did it over three shows. We did the thing. The Fog and uh, Christine. We did it over th- of course, the way we do it here, we'll do all three on one show. It'll be a that kind, like we did with Clay Barker, you know? Yeah. A John Carpenter show. So I guess we could do it. I don't know what three movies we would do. We each pick one. All right. I'm going to try to, hopefully the ones we haven't, I haven't done. Or you pick two and I pick one. <laughs> I take Christian's vote. <laughs> Christian's yeah. not even here anymore. Great. Yeah, he's, he's, he's had enough. He's had enough. Okay, um, so yeah, we'll do it, right? Does that sound good to you guys? What do you think? A John Carpenter show. Sounds yeah. awesome. Okay. One of my favorite directors. All right, then Then we will do it. Sounds good. Uh, as far as audio commentaries, um, maybe, but I, I don't know how to do it. 
Christian would have to... Uh, Maybe it will be different because we have three of us. That's how TGIF 13 started. Not to right. keep bringing that up, but I'm just saying and, I get bored if there's a if there's silence and whatnot. And I've listened to some podcasts where there are silences, uh, even with there's multiple people or they're just making random chit chat. Like it, it doesn't have to be relevant to the movie all the time, but the reality is that you've got to keep a flow and a pace going. And I find it's very difficult when you're not the ones that made the movie and we're just commenting on it. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of stuff to be said about Friday the 13th and some of the classics, but I mean, to just keep Guys, going you got on, the rookie of the year here. on and on. Yeah. I, but it Hop can get on my boring. back. I'll carry you guys. It can definitely get boring. <laughs> Trust me. They're, they're dry spots. Oh, there's dry spots. Oh, we're talking for four hours. Not when I get done with you. I knew you were going somewhere when you said dry spots. You set it up perfectly. I 100% knew it. Yes. <laughs> I was just like, all right. Brandon's going to so say something. So it started as a good idea for the, uh, for the commentaries. I don't, I don't know. It's not something that interests me anymore, but I don't know if you guys. Eh, you don't have to do it. Hell. So then no. It's <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. One yes, one no. That's not bad. Yeah. One yes, one distant maybe. <laughs> well, check it out. He, he wouldn't want us to do something that was going to be subpar anyway. You know? Nothing we do is subpar. Well, if you ask Christian, we could come on here and read the phone book, and people will listen. <laughs> now you're getting cocky because we hit number one. No, very cocky. Yeah. Don't say that. Don't we're, say we're, that. We're top of the mops here. Don't take it for granted. He already okay. has. He let it go. It's gone to his head. Yeah, that, that it has. That it has. <laughs> I'm. You better slow your roll, homie. Slow your roll. Something. Brandon. Yes. No. Fuck that. Fuck Thank him. You. Fuck that guy. Christian. It's your turn. We've had a lot of Brandon so far. Anything I will never get too much Brandon. <laughs> yeah. I've already edited the first hour of this. <laughs> oh, shit. The audience is with me. Did you cut down Carbon SC's uh, uh, voicemail? Did you edit that? <laughs> I'll trim it. I'm, so- I'm sorry. I, I see. I, I, I'm teasing him too much. You're, you're the best, man. Um, Those were his first 40 uh, voicemails and his last 40 voicemails. <laughs> okay that's it SC, right. you're awesome you know we're fucking around yes all right christian do you have anything to report with your challenge yeah i uh, watched six Ooh. movies six yes six. oh yeah. do, do tell yeah uh five of them were on the list <laughs> one of them was not that's okay so here are the six devil's pass yeah. yeah, that's the one. I told yeah. you. Devil's... Okay, all right. The co- Conspiracy. All right, right, right now. Hangman. There you go, 2016. The Tunnel. Mm-hmm. Exists. Nice. And Apollo 18. Did you see oh. Apollo 13 first? Yeah, I get, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Apollo 18, that's the moment they go to the moon, right? Yeah, that wasn't on the list. but It wasn't on the list because I, I, I watched, forgot it. Yeah. I would recommend that. Okay, okay. Let's start at the top. Go ahead, man. It's your segment. Okay, here are my two that stood out. The Conspiracy and Exists. Those were my two favorite of the, out of this batch. The Conspiracy, cool. I gave an 8 out of 10. Exists, I gave a 7.5 out of 10. Uh, that was hovering around an 8. I don't know. Again, there's not much difference between a 7.5 and an 8. But when I look at the what I've been giving 8s, I'm just like, eh, this is just, it's almost there, but it's not quite an 8. And the rest of them all got a 6. So Devil's Pass... I actually loved the setup, but I didn't like the final act, actually, <laughs> that that much. The very last thing, 
I I I'll, I can feel you a little bit on it, yeah. but I'm into I'm I like the fact uh, the the creep factor, especially with that guy seeing that at one point in his life, and him basically foreseeing what his you know destiny was going to be, if you will. You know, but I'm yeah. not I don't want to spoil it. That creeps me the fuck out in a way they show it a couple times. But I like the story in the story. that one's on Netflix, right? Was for a while. I don't know if it still is. Right? I never. I, it's funny because the, the two that you picked as your favorite are the only two that I've seen. And the conspiracy that that blew me away the first yeah. time I saw it. I loved that, it. I loved yeah, it. That, I've that, only that, watched that's it once. Creepy film. That's a creepy film. Filmed in Toronto. Yes. I don't know if the whole thing was a Canadian production, but it was filmed in Toronto. Even though Stop it's supposed it to take place Canada. in Canada. That's not the reason why I loved it. But I got. <laughs> I, I always toot you know the Canadian horn. Uh, but it was it was a great setup. Great. Delivery. I like the way the the movie played out and freaking mm. creepy. Very creepy. Um, Hangman. I was really looking forward to it. I like Jeremy Sisto, and it actually had some real, you know, some people that you'd recognize. Which maybe for a found footage movie might not work in its favor. I mean, that's arguable, but because uh, found footage, you kind of think it's not supposed to be movie stars and people you've seen. But mm-hmm. I guess you can argue that. But I gave it a six out of ten because it, creepy as hell. Hangman. The idea of it, creepy as hell. I haven't seen it yet. But the beginning of it, the whole theory yeah. behind how the serial, uh, how the killer works, and and how he goes about his, uh, you know, fighting the people, and yeah. how he sets up and everything. Creepy. Scary. But then, it's an hour of like watching people live their lives and, and whatever like that. And I'm just like, eh. It was like, come on, because it's these movies, as you well know, they're already like a, a, a an hour fifteen. And so then, what's what? What about the? So it's really what about the payoff? Was the payoff good at least? The payoff is too quick. Is quick. It's but good, good, but it's so it's a pacing seconds, issue with you. Thirty for that. seconds to a minute, and you know, okay. the last, you know, whatnot. So that's what hinders it. There's nothing okay. wrong with it. It's just kind of boring. So the yeah. the idea behind it is great. It but, sounds like it's a solid six. If it yeah. was just paced better, or yeah. or or it, had more, and I might be in the, the minority middle. here. But again, the star factor. I like like I like the star. The, just the dilemma is that, you know, again, does that work against the movie? Because you know, yeah, uh, when yeah, it's, when it's unknowns, yeah, it makes it, it creepier when it's unknowns because yeah. it's like it's like watching home videos of of regular people. Yeah, and the tunnel. What? I feel bad for them because I don't understand why they put that movie for free on iTunes. I know they say you can support it and whatnot, but it's it's falls in line with all these other all these other uh, found footage movies. Probably the reason again, great setup. I like the way it looks, but again, it just kind of plays it kind of like Devil's Pass. At the 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 final act didn't really win me over that much uh, because they're that's, yeah they have said yeah that's yeah. What you said. yeah I got bored yeah what, did you, what did you rate Devil's Pass six out of ten uh, six okay. And then uh, Apollo Apollo 18, actually, Apollo 18, here's the thing about Apollo 18. I've tried to watch this twice before, and I keep falling asleep within the first 15 minutes. Don't know why, that's what happened. So I wasn't, I'm like, I just got to give this movie a chance and watch it. Now, I think the setup is good. Then I think just like some of the other ones, it's kind of boring. They keep the space thing going, but it's kind of boring for its slow pay, for its short running time, sorry. Uh, but it has a creepy couple of moments and a fairly decent payoff and so again it, it, it's worth checking out but i i gave it a six because again I, I don't think it's a full recommendation but it's definitely worth seeing and it's definitely not mediocre by any means so even the ones you didn't like all got sixes the yeah, tunnel you gave yeah. a six too and it, that, that one i gave a six and then as exists 
I really liked. I gave seven point five. I thought that one was really well done. I, I, lo- I love that one. Yeah. That, that's the Bigfoot one, right? Yeah. I, yeah. I really liked the way it was set up. I wasn't really. I don't know why I wasn't looking forward to it. I didn't know what to expect. I didn't watch previews for any of these, uh, by the way. And the, uh, exists. I really, really liked it because again, it just it just played out. I didn't feel like that overstated its welcome at all. And I thought it was really creepy. And mm-hmm. I thought they, the the acting was all realistic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I was really impressed by that one. Much better than Willow Creek. Yeah, Willow Creek is that the. Uh, Bobcat one. Bobcat one. Yeah, I yeah. haven't I haven't seen that. That's and a I'm a big footage. I'm a big fan of Bobcat as a director. I mean, he's done primarily non horror stuff. He's fantastic as a director. But Willow Creek, I was very disappointed in the payoff. I'll but check uh, that out too. but definitely check it out. But so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it, it, like if I'm looking at the actual list, Dave, I think the ones that are left are 388 or Avenue, Alien Abduction, Crow's Nest, Atrocious, and Area 51. I think I just have those five left. Damn, I better get moving on the boarding house. Christian. <sighs> What's the matter? <laughs> what are we going to do with you? <laughs> you said you said sorry. Oh. I've I failed. S- <laughs> I've been sitting here for three minutes, not saying a word. Just disgusted. <laughs> you failed that one. What did I say? It. When did I uh, utter those words? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. At one point, you said it. You definitely said it. Just edit it out. Edit out the part where Dave's nope. yelling at you for it, and, <laughs> nope. and you can still win the challenge. Nope. <laughs> nope. I failed it. We we keep it real on exploding heads. We keep wow. it real. So, but I'm excusing that you failed. Okay. I I, I my F challenge is going pretty good. I think so far, but. You failed that, but you did so good. Six movies. I mean, come on. That's great. And let me tell you something. Exist is my favorite of, of that bunch. No question. It was in my top ten, I think, for that year that it came out. That's yeah. awesome. It was good. And I had it at an eight. I don't know why I chipped down a half a point right before we went to, like, went to air. <laughs> right before we started recording. Hey. But it was because it was tied with the conspiracy and up with my favorites of the, um, of the found footage. We'll see what happens, but yeah, it's not, not far behind anyway. That's that's cool. That's cool, and and I I, I probably get, I'm I'm even higher. I might even get eight, eight and a half probably for exists. But anyway, I really like exists. I think it's the best Bigfoot movie. Period. Or actually, it might be the only one. I don't know. I I do like Willow Creek. I saw Willow, and I've only seen it once, but I saw it by myself, in the right atmosphere, with I have a decent sound system here, and something about it, the way the sound design was. I, I it creeped me out. They, they it was, it's a movie that needs to be heard, uh, in the right way. So that that it was an experience for me. I got yeah. You, use your ears. <laughs> I do. I do use my ears, and I, I I used them really well that night when I watched that movie. No, I definitely agree. There, this I I loved everything about that film. I just felt like the payoff was like I don't know. It was like eh, it was just a little let down in the end. Don't I, remember. Oh, okay. Don't remember and don't remember Hangman. How about that? I just saw it's the newest one, and I saw it and it struck me, and I said, "Okay, this movie's good." And I don't remember anything about Hangman except the setup. I kind of want to so, watch all these now because I haven't seen four of those that he mentioned, and I and I kind of want to start uh, watching them. Conspiracy well, good stuff. I people, agree. People do like the Hangman. Hangman. It's just what I found with it is like it was like so creepy at the beginning uh, that, and then and then I was just like, oh. And I just kept going, and yes, it's still creepy, 
the idea is creepy, but I was getting a little, I, I would admit, I was like, I was going, okay, something else has got to happen now. And I feel like they sandwiched something in so that something did happen. Um, and then the ending just kind of happened so quickly. You're just like, whoa. And it is shocking. And it, and it, it definitely boosts it up. Uh, so hmm, okay, it ends on a high note. But yeah, I just found it a little dragged a little bit. That's okay. It's still, I mean, and you felt the same way I did about the tunnel, which is great. <laughs> you know, is that, that the third act, uh, you, you could have hit one and a half speed probably, right? Yeah, yeah. definitely. And I found that the, that one actor that is, because uh, it, it's done documentary style as well, uh, that one guy, I, I know it was supposed to be his character, but it felt like he was like, smirking at the camera all the time so i just it kind of took me out of it i'm like well you're supposed to be not like i just couldn't you reminded me of one of my friends i grew up with but my dad always said oh he's a horrible actor because he's always smiling in every scene he's in and i'm like this is what this guy reminded me of i could always take me out of the picture i'm like why is he smirking <laughs> wow really <laughs> i'll have to watch it i gotta watch it again that's interesting that was it that's from this year hangman uh, yeah, yeah, it'd be. I believe it was released in 2016. Yeah, it was. That, that's why I watched it. I saw it was out. And cool. Yeah, I was, was on either Show Me or Netflix. I believe. I, I believe it is on or yeah. was on Netflix at some point. Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, good. I'm, I'm, ha- I'm happy with those ratings too. That's good. I, that's fair enough. So I mean, you're getting better, better ratings to found footage films than you are to some of the main reviews we're doing. Right. Has there been a stinker yet? Uh, I can't. That I've reviewed, not not of this batch. No, but no, I've no. I challenged you to. Right, there is not. No, and funny enough, like I don't think anything came in under a six. My least nice. favorite, I'd say, is Alone with Her, which I gave a six. But okay. funny enough, if I think about that, I'd say I liked Handmaid better than Alone with Her. So sometimes, you know, there's discrepancies with these reviews. And Night Light, hey. I was expecting more from. So I think that's what the letdown was because you 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 sort of boosted my, the, my I guess I didn't though I only yeah, he, boosted ta- he was the talking act. that one up he was talking about fleshlight I was while. not all I know I was not damn it all I said was <laughs> it was all about the third act oh, I, no, said, no. I said it's the opposite of the tunnel I said <laughs> devils do I said devils do which wasn't on the list yeah, yeah. but I added it on the list I said it was a six but I even said 5.5 but I ended up giving it a six but yeah so that was like probably again everything worth, above average but yeah worth yeah. checking out and yeah, the only even the gallows. I think because Brandon, you came down on it so I much last year. I I actually thought it was good. It wasn't great. I think I gave it a five out of ten, though. I don't. Like, like I, I'll be honest. Last year was like I said, 159 new movies watched yeah. for that year. This year I'm at like 20 something right now. I'll probably get. I don't know how many I'll get to. Maybe 60, 70 because there's still a lot of films I want to see, but. You can't watch 160 new movies in a year and and not just start hating everything towards the end. <laughs> That's literally what happened. I, I mean, it, it did. Yeah, and the Gallows was very generic. It, yeah, it, it wasn't was, great. Yeah. I mean, I think I gave it a two. It it probably deserves higher than a two. But like I said, I was just like I hated anything. You could have put on The Godfather at that one at that point. I probably would have hated it. <laughs> this fucking sucks. Who's this Al Pacino guy? <laughs> well, because we have such a big show the next time, obviously, I'm going to see if I can get these other five done for episode 21. Yeah, I'm not going to get Boarding House done, so I beat you. <laughs> yeah, do it. It's a challenge. It's a race. It's on. It's a foot race. Uh, I'll, let me say this. Uh, the, what you have remaining, 
I don't know if any of them are very strong. I think they're all movies that I said it's all about the third act. What were they again? It was like Crow's Nest. Crow's Nest, Alien Abduction. Alien Abduction, okay. 388, Arletta Avenue. I like that the most of, of those so far. Atrocious okay. and Area 51. Atrocious, Atrocious is really good. That's solid too. Atrocious and Arletta. That's the Spanish one that I keep saying. Yeah. Okay, yep. And Area 51, uh, it's 6 out of 10, I'd say maybe. You know? So... That just be prepared. Did you have the last? You didn't have the last exorcism two on your list, right? No, it's not. I don't even think that that is found footage. Believe it or not. Okay, I don't know either. Yeah, part uh, two was was not found footage. Okay, yeah. just like quarantine two wasn't found footage, right? It's so weird that they do that. Yeah, I never saw quarantine two. I don't. I think. never did either. Nope. No, I I haven't either. I just remember it not being found. Like the preview for it was not a found footage movie. Yeah. No, I never right. saw that one. But yeah, no, but um, Last Exorcism 2, I think, was her in college now, the girl. Very good. Very, very good. I feel like I'm slacking now. I'm killing it now in 2016 watches. Yeah. Is anybody with me? Anybody have 2016 watches or no? I have a, a few, but I saw you post that, and I was like, it's like, man, I can't wait to hear what he's been watching. I'll tell you, one, two. I've seen three since, uh, since the last time, since, well, that I haven't mentioned to you guys that I've seen. Three. Oh, see, I've seen four. Oh, okay. Okay, I'll, I'll tell you what. Has anyone seen Bite? Not yet. No, it's not on yet. the list. It's on the list. Okay, check it out. Check out Bite. Girl gets bit. Girl comes back home from vacation. Has a strange relationship with her mother-in-law. They all live in the same place with her man. And turns into like a, a fly-type movie. Where, you know, it's body horror where, you know, things are going against her. And um, that's all I'm going to say. And you were okay uh, with it being body horror? Yeah, that kind of body horror, yeah. I was okay with it. It was. Yeah, there when, might it's have been so, a few. when it's so over the top that it can't be real. It's just, yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But either way, it was a good movie, and I would give it an 8 out of 10. So 8 out of 10, nice. Yeah, yeah, i give that an 8 out of 10. Um, okay, I'm going to say this, and then you can say... Christian, have you seen any or no? You just found footage out. No, I don't think I've seen anything recently that uh, just because I have watched all these found footage movies. Okay, that's fine. That's hey, you're doing your challenge. That's good. No, no sweat. Well, you'll be watching these after we talk about them, I'm sure. So, I'm not mine. <laughs> check it out. Check it out. Darling. Has anyone seen Darling? Oh, uh, I started it. I started it. And that's on Netflix. Yes, it is. And I haven't. And again, I've been wanting to watch that for since it came out, and I haven't. It was on well, my it was on my list with February Green Room, and there was another one that I think was at TIFF last year, or someone that was reviewing them were saying these are coming out. That was and, Darling this year. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and they but or and I remember that was on the list, and I couldn't wait to see it. Yeah, I gotta watch that. I've started it. Check it out, man. It's it's pretty fucked up. Oh, I f bombed. Damn it. Oh. Three strikes, I'm out, huh? Fail. <laughs> Epic F and fail. I'm fail. still gonna keep it keep it PG thirteen though. To the for the most well not PG thirteen, but I'm not gonna F bomb. We'll see. We'll see if I can do it again. Uh anyway. <laughs> Darling. It's 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 out of control. It's um it's pretty art house, it's black and white, it's very Polanski. Yeah, that's who they that's what they compare it to. To well, uh repulsion. So I watched Repulsion for the first time. Didn't you guys tell me I had to watch that movie this yeah. year? Okay. Yeah. So because I watched this movie, Darling, 
and it's black and white, and it a lot of stuff is like Repulsion. People are calling. Some people were even basically saying it's a ripoff of Repulsion. So I said, well, I got to see this Repulsion now to see. So I, I did watch Repulsion, and I think this movie is basically a tribute to it, uh, amongst uh, other Polanskis. It, it, it's there's there's some uh, of, and I read this because I haven't seen the Tenant, but other people said that this is a Darling, that that it, that Darling is a uh, what do you call it? It's a Repulsion, Rosemary's Baby, Tenant type thing. Okay. Where they mix it all in, but the storyline is a lot. It took a while to get there, but the storyline is, is is very similar. Where ultimately you get a girl alone. In, in, a, in a place beautifully shot house. yes oh absolutely from, from what I've ocean. seen I mean I watched this. the first Darling I watched the first half hour I mean all Polanski's films are beautifully shot but Darling was beautifully shot from what I saw it, it really was it was a really good movie it's very art house very cool just um, trippy just I don't want to say too much but it does yeah. take things from Repulsion but strong recommend I give it eight and a half nice um, yeah I'm high on it and I, and I thought it did do a lot from Repulsion it really did, but it's weird because in Repulsion, the girl calls her darling. Her sister calls her darling a couple times, and this girl gets called darling by the girl that she's she basically house-sitting, and this yeah. is the, that's what this girl keeps calling her. So, But that's how this one starts. She arrives at the house, and you're the house-sitter, and the last house-sitter killed herself, they told her, and things happen, and I won't even get into it. There, there might be a... Uh, Something in the house that's haunting her or possessing her. There might not be. Maybe she's crazy. She had some bad things happen to her. But that's how this movie begins. With Repulsion, she's with her sister for a while. There's other things going on. And then it leads to her being alone. And then some of the things are similar. But it's very influenced by that movie, yeah. But regardless, pretty solid stuff. So so see it. And I'm glad I watched Repulsion. But I actually think I prefer Darling to Repulsion. But whatever. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, go ahead. You, you want to go? We can go back and forth. Go ahead. Yeah, I'll keep mine quick because I'm not sure if I, well, I, I know I mentioned Lights Out um, that I saw last week and yeah, two I, weeks like ago. This, like and, uh, you know, just above average in terms of filmmaking, but just, I don't know, it just fell short for me. Just in, it's too much with jump scares. Too was much was that? rushed and, uh, you know, too many tropes. It felt Hollywood. Yeah, uh, it just—it wasn't a bad film by any means. Just, just I gave it a six point five, which might even be a little high. You know, it's in that six six point five range for me. But everybody was giving it like eights and stuff, and yeah, I've heard a lot. It's just you know, for me, it just—it wasn't there. And then I, um, I watched the Funhouse Massacre. I still haven't uh, watched that. I now, started. I know, <laughs> yeah, I know it was two thousand—a limited run in two thousand fifteen. I'm counting it for this year. It doesn't really matter yep, again. Again. Certain elements of it I loved, and then other stuff was just, like, ridiculous. Again, I came in at 6.5. Just like I did for that movie. Yeah, nice. yeah. In fact, I, I remember thinking that, that I, I gave it the same rating as you did. They nice. definitely need to focus more on certain certain characters than others, and they didn't. And then the ending was just stupid, and it gets sort of, like, supernatural almost. Yeah, it's a little... little you know what I'm talking about, but, yep. you know, just the yeah. very last scene. I'm like, come on, that's just stupid. <laughs> yeah. But it's a slasher and it's above average, so yeah, oh definitely, it should be watched. Christian, you should see it. There's good gore. Yeah, I, you know what? I, I another one. I, I, good intentions. Put it on. Fell asleep. I do that a lot, right? Because I'll start putting them on after the wife goes to bed. Because there's no ones that I just know she's not interested in. Right, and, I, I, I'm with you. Yep, <laughs> so I understand. You know, and it's I, fun though. It's yeah, it's fun, even though it's not great. It's still fun. Yeah, right. I'm gonna say fun. Funhouse. <laughs> 
Hey. I, I screwed up, by the way. I did watch. I did watch another one. What'd you watch? Let's hear it. All, all girls weekend. What? I never even heard of it. Is it? You sure it's not pornography? It's a vivid video. I'm almost positive I got that title right, and oh, it's 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 definitely one of the worst movies I've seen this year. So Ooh, yeah, stay it's, tuned. it's not. Yeah, it. I have a feeling it's going to be showing up on a list. Ah, <laughs> nice. Um, fairly abysmal acting, which could be forgiven. <laughs> the it was it was like a guy grabbed a camera, grabbed four girls that can't act. A horrible script went into the woods. I honestly think any one of us can make a better movie with next to no prep. <laughs> Let's There's do a, it. There was a couple of good gore scenes, but too too little, and not a, not a good payoff. And it just seemed it was really forced. It, I, it was a bad movie. I, I I actually scored it. I think a three out of ten. Woo! Yeah, that's pretty bad. Yeah, that's that's low. Can't wait to hear you rant on it on the year-end show. <laughs> well, I think it's going to be pretty much, exa- pretty. Much, I would like you guys to see it, maybe just to see if I'm coming too harsh on it. But it, I, uh, yeah, I was not impressed by any means. Do you have more? Or no, I got a couple. I more. have one more. I watched the anthology film Holidays. Eight shorts. Did. Eight different holidays. Heard Ooh. nothing but bad things about it. And to be honest, I just, I just didn't didn't enjoy it at all. <laughs> I really didn't. I liked a couple of the shorts. Here, here's how I ranked them. There were there were eight of them. I thought my favorite one, believe it or not, was Kevin Smith's. Wow. Which is usually the one that people hate the most. He did Halloween. Yeah, yeah it didn't have much to do with Halloween, but it was it was fun. It didn't take itself it didn't take itself too seriously, and I felt like a lot of the ones that took themselves too seriously just totally came up short. There was one for Father's Day, which I kind of liked. Uh, it was really creepy and atmospheric, which I kind of liked as my number two. Then Valentine's Day was good. What else was there? There was uh, Easter, which was pretty creepy. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> New Year's Eve, which was kind of fun. Uh, Christmas was okay. And then uh, St. Patrick's Day was bad. And Mother's Day was just atrocious. Hmm. Mother's well, Day was just the worst. I was really looking forward to this movie. And again, I, I, I haven't heard anything but... Mostly I heard negative. one person today wrote that they actually enjoyed it. Two people. Whose opinions okay. I respect? Two people. And I respect both of their opinions. They, they, they just absolutely really love the film. I didn't love it, but I have a different opinion. Tell me this. What, what's your rate? What do you rate this movie? I, I gave it a 5 out of 10 because I had oh, like Oh, okay. Couple, yeah. No, I, I had a couple of shorts that were above. I mean, even Mother's Day being the lowest, I would probably give it like a, like a, a 4. And then the highest, I'd probably give like a six and a half, seven. Like everything, okay. everything averaged out to just be like average. Let me tell you, I uh, I give it a five out of ten, but I recommend it because the ones I like, I like. I mean, I'm not saying I love all of them, but for me, I, I give it a five out of ten, and it actually works out. I cannot believe, for me, that Kevin Smith was fucking either the second worst or the worst. The one really? that was your favorite. Dude, yeah. And, and not because it wasn't. Uh, granted, that, that's one more thing about it that I didn't like. That, it, that There wasn't really anything Halloween going on for the most part. That's a, a minor quibble. I what just was, don't. It was one trick. The thing, I, I, the setup was okay. But once it got to this one thing, it just, it was kind of like, it went on and on. It was like, remember when we discussed, uh, 
Tales from the Hood and how we said I said they kept doing that same thing over and over and I think you guys pretty much agree one of you guys agree I think Christian agreed that it went on and on and they kept repeating that's what happened here it's like this guy ends up being fucking tortured oh F-bomb this guy ends up being tortured but it just goes on and on it gets more goofy and more goofy it just to me it falls off the rails I guess it was a, a good idea but did not like it I like that the fact that it was goofy I, I did not. I got. What was, what was your favorite? the worst thing Kevin Smith has done. I'll tell you, my favorite. Here's what I liked. I liked Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day was very fun. I thought it was a good, a good start. It was a good. It was very predictable, but it was well, a good. good start. I was like, yes. okay, I'm into it now. It was. I agree. St. Patrick's Day wasn't good, but it was. It was just weird. But I don't hate it. It's just like. I just, eh. I just was like, I was like, what the hell? And then the ending, I'm like, what? I'm like, I'm like, like I'm, I checked out. Easter might be my favorite. It's, it's batshit crazy. It is. I like what they're talking about. It's something that you know people are, uh, always wondered. You know, it's Easter, and what does that have to do with uh, Easter yeah, Christmas? yeah? Jesus, I like their take on that and where they went with it, and the fact that it's a little bit, you know, a blasphemous to some people. Yeah, uh, I, I just laugh at that because you know. <laughs> They're just, they just take everything too serious. But I, I like that. Mother's Day, weaker, not terrible. It's just good idea. Definitely a good idea. Oh, but where, where when in the second half? Pro, pro-life propaganda. Hmm. Like yeah, Hellions or... Hellions I'll agree to. That I never thought about that. But uh, Father's Day was pretty good. Right? That was, that was really, really shot well and set up well. Very, very eerie. Yes, and we're gonna just yeah. It reminded, it was it had like a session nine thing going on. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I dig it. I dig Father's Day. Yeah. That might be the favorite. If, if it's either Father's Day or Easter, those two I like the most. And then Christmas, I like. You did not like it. I really liked Christmas. I, you know, I ranked it lower. It was fun. I kind of, I, I liked it. It was, it was more silly. So like, even though I liked Kevin Smith's the most, this one just was. I don't know. It was okay. Well, how long are the segments? Like, how long like, are the two that like, you liked? They were all like eight to ten minutes, probably the most. Okay, so yeah. like if even if they had the four top ones there, it wouldn't have not been a long movie. So you couldn't have said like, yeah, if like the top four were a, a standalone movie, it could have no, been a ten out of like None a, of them a, drag on. Even the horrible ones don't drag on because they were all no longer than ten minutes, I think. You know, but that's what yeah. I thought about like the – Tales from Halloween last year. I really, I didn't, I, I didn't love Tales of Halloween. See, I, I really enjoyed it because I just thought I like nothing overstated its welcome. It was fun, and and All Hallows Eve two. I, I didn't know what to expect from that. And again, I thought that was all nothing overstated its welcome. It was okay. Everything was fun. Like See, I, those those three films for me fall all in the same boat. Like that average, slightly above average area, that five to six range. Tales from Halloween and All Hallows Eve. I do have to revisit. Maybe I'll revisit Holidays at some point because it is, you know, it, it'll probably stay on Netflix for a while. But uh, I'm intrigued to watch it now because maybe I'll enjoy it just as much as I enjoyed those two. Yeah, Check I mean, it out, man, it's a. It's they're, this, they're not. They're not horrible by any means. I no, just, it's worth not, I haven't been. I haven't been blown away by them. I'm, I want to see. You know, it's very ABCs. It's hit and miss. That's the, okay. And there you go. And that's the disappointment in the movie for me. I was expecting a VHS. Yeah. And I ended up coming up with an ABCs of horror. Yeah, that's that's or whatever exactly. it's called. Not, <laughs> that's the show, kind of. No, ABC is a death. It, yeah. it's 
it, it felt like that with the uh, the way some of it was presented and things like that. And I wasn't anticipating that. And that right away kind of cheapened it a little bit. But all in all, for an anthology, it's you should watch it. You're going to like some more than others. Yeah. But for me, I, like I said, I'm four and four. Maybe even five and three. But ultimately, I give it a five out of ten. Yeah, some are better than others. Some you might think are piss poor. You might have zero patience with them. But to, to me, none stunk from beginning to end. Yes, yeah, so I, I would go with like three. I would go with four above average for me. I would. Dude, I'd probably stop at Easter. I'd go Easter, Father's Day, Valentine's Day, and and Halloween is my four above, and then everything else is average or below. I have three of the same four with you, except replace Halloween with Christmas. That's what. It okay. Was. And I forgot about New Year's. Forgot what New it Year's, was. I mean. Forgot. <laughs> might be good, might not. I just forgot what it was for some reason. <laughs> yeah, it was the, uh, well, I won't, I won't say anything. Have okay. you guys uh, seen a movie called, it's not from this year, called Hazmat? I've never seen it. It's on Hulu. The reason I ask is because that one I was talking about, All Girls Weekend, supposedly that's his follow-up, and Hazmat was his first film, or, and the, this All Girls Weekend is his follow-up to that. Oh, Simon I heard... directed it, but I admittedly, it's got a pretty cool poster. I'll give it that. <laughs> All things or whatever it's called. All, All... girls weekend. Okay. It's got a it's got a cool poster, but it's 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 deceiving because everything else about it is just been there, done that. Nothing, nothing new or fresh at all. <laughs> mm. so, sorry, I just thought if if uh, if Hazmat was some great movie. That I just wasn't aware. No, of. Yeah. I remember the cover. I didn't see it. I saw the cover to Hazmat. I was like, "Yeah, this doesn't look like anything that interests me." I I don't think so either. No, I don't think I'd even bother. Maybe if you have Hulu, it's there, so it's free. So, whatever. Uh, there's two more I'm gonna bring up. They look like people. You now watched I'm, it finally? I've been I, recommending it for forever. I finally watched it. <laughs> I finally watched it. Yeah, I told Dave to watch it. He checked it out right away. See, <laughs> I've been recommending this film to everyone. Nobody's listening to me. Finally, someone listens. Yeah, but I don't think I have the same opinion as you. Um, well, I can I was, see. Go ahead. I was okay with it. I was on board until the end. Oh, come on. That ending is brilliant. It doesn't. No, I don't. I don't no, like it. You don't like it? It, okay. it left you still scratching your head. And if not scratching your head, pissed off. That's the way I, I took, wasn't uh, scratching I, my head, and I definitely wasn't pissed off. I could see people being pissed off in that direction, but I didn't think it was much of a head scratcher. I think it just it just answered itself at the end, and it was kind of like a just a totally different questions. way. It's unanswered. I, think, I, I, I don't think there was really anything on this. Else. Oh, I could explain it to you. Yeah, well, I guess I'll, we I'll acknowledge you one day. It's just like I don't know. I just expected more out of the the way something like that was going to end. But not a bad movie, and I will I will encourage everyone to watch it. Especially if it's on Netflix and you have it, get it, watch it. You know. But what'd you, what'd step, you give it? What did I give it? I would give it a uh, I, I'd give it a six. Wow, I gave it an eight. Yeah, I maybe if I dug the ending, it, it would help. But I can see endings are important, and usually yeah, I'm a kind they of are, they are. And if you're not on board with it, you're not on board with it. I just yeah, I, I was happy with the ending. Right on. And, uh, yeah, check it out, though. Right on. One more, Sweet Home. Oh, and that's on Netflix. I just added that. That's why I watched it. Yes. And, uh... Yeah, uh, yeah I had that no. on the list, too. Is it good, though? Yes. It, it is. is good. Yeah. It's, um... I kind of sighed before you said something. I was like, uh-oh. No, 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 no. No, it's good. It's, okay. uh, it's, it's kind of like... How do you say this? 
ultimately it's like a a home invasion type thing, but not in a home, not in their home. You know, two people being somewhere yeah. else in an apartment building that they're not supposed to be at. And yeah. You know what? I started this, and I fell asleep again. Like, but I wow. remember. Yeah. I well, I, like I said, my mo. Trust me, you, you will be the last time you hear this. Just, I can't <laughs> believe it's like three times. And I just apologize again. Uh, yeah, and you apologize, apologized a few minutes ago, too. I heard that one, oh, too. God damn it. Yeah, oh, well, you're getting there. Only four. So you, you have four stories, and I have um, only three Fs, I think. So, yeah, that's the challenge. <laughs> we got a head-to-head challenge. What now. about the, they're watching? Anybody see this one yet? No, it's next on my list, though. Yeah, it's on my queue. Haven't watched it yet. Yeah. That's from this year, right? Yes. Yeah, yes. Looking forward to that one. But let me wrap it up. Sweet Home. Good gore. Good, nice. Some good kills, interesting stuff. Um, and you know I'm not really a home invasion guy usually, but this did what it had to do, didn't run long, an hour and 20 minutes. You know, so it didn't, it was paced just fine. And that, that I'll, I'll give an 8 out of 10. Nice. So, okay. Yeah. So check cool. them out. So check them out. All you right. Crickets, well, you got those crickets excited. I know. <laughs> I'm going to shut those crickets off in a minute. <laughs> right before we go into our our main event, we have a lot of other stuff. We're gonna have to put it on the back burner for show twenty one. We have new segments we're gonna discuss. And Monster Mania episode twenty one. There you go, Monster Mania. Yes, um, some other challenges we have going on that we're gonna do. So, and a couple other little things. Well, all we're gonna do is uh, we put up a poll: Who's your favorite director? Because you know I, we're doing another Flanagan film. And if anyone listened to Hush, I think we all pretty much agreed that he was three for three. I think. Yes. I know I did. I did. Right. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so the fact that we're seeing another one, and maybe if this is good, you know, he could be falling in, in, in line as being Is he four for four? Is he not? That's Find right. out after Stay. the break. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned. Uh, I guess if we had something to play, we could have a break, but we're not breaking. We we don't break here. So uh, I, I put up a thing on Facebook uh, on the group page. Who's your favorite director? I did it on Twitter. I did it on Amino. I did it around. Got a lot of different submissions. We got a lot of people that voted on that one in the group page. Some outrageous amount. Did you guys notice that? Yeah. <laughs> I voted. I voted for everyone, if you noticed. I don't oh, know. you see. I had to. I don't like to play favorites. I do have certain favorites, but like I noticed if you if you were adding a person, you automatically had to keep your vote for that person. Otherwise, it disappeared. Oh, okay. Because I added Adam Green because he wasn't on there. And then I was like, okay, I like Adam Green, but I was going to pick like someone else. And then when I clicked someone else, it disappeared. I was so, like, Jason, uh, Jason Lloyd screwed it up. When you set up a poll, you're supposed to only let them pick one option. I do it all the time when I do our ear polls, you know? I picked every single person on there. Unbelievable. So it wasn't really maybe as many people voting as I thought then. Since oh, no. You just twice. see my face on everyone. I even voted for the guy who did escort service. <laughs> well, there you go. Well, I shouldn't be uh, complaining because he set it up. We were talking about it in a different thread. And then I said, oh, man, I really should have created a poll. And I said, but I'm too lazy right now. I'm doing something. I'm watching a movie. So, so Jason only created a poll, so I can't really badmouth him. Not enough he's running the Harfilia Network. You made him set up a poll, too? What a guy. Christian, you okay? Yes, I'm good. Okay. All right. All <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to wrap this up quick. But I'll tell you what. James Wan ends up winning. 
He got a lot of votes. I'm a little surprised. Maybe I shouldn't be. Second place is Rob Zombie, but by like a good 10 votes, I think. And, uh, and then below him is Mike Flanagan. So then we have Wingard, Marshall, McLean, Green. Wingard's a, good, Wingard's a good one, too. Yeah, I would say that those, yeah, it's pretty much, that's the big five. It was Juan, Zombie, Flanagan, Wingard, and Marshall. Those are the, that's the big five right there. No but, love for Roth, huh? No love for Roth. No, no. You know, I, li- I like the fact that people added, um, uh, what was it, Eggers, who directed The Witch, and and what's the guy's name who directed uh, Mitchell? Robert David Mitchell? David Robert Mitchell, who directed It Follows? Right, um, yeah. I, I like the fact, but I feel like, don't you have to do a couple entries in, in the genre to really, because these guys might, nec- ne- might not necessarily stay in the horror genre. This is true. This and is I true. forgot to add, and I should have, but... Anna Lily Amapur, who did um, Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. Because yes. her, next, her next film is going to be a cannibal film. Somebody oh. said that on Twitter. Yeah. Oh, did yep. they? Uh, yep. I don't have Twitter. I don't twit. Well, I just twit for us. That's it. Thank you. It's only Thank for you for us. being a twit. And I have stuff out there. And if we had more time, I, I'd get into detail on who tweeted what and everything else. But that's okay. Uh, the, the bottom line is that we got responses everywhere. And, and James Wan took, took first. So, and I'm a, maybe I shouldn't be surprised, but I am a little bit. I like where Zombie is because, like I said, I've made no bones about it. Rob Zombie is my current favorite horror director. For me, I, I haven't seen the cartoon, but for movies, regular movies, for me, he's four out of five. And I said if Flanagan should come up and, and you know, knock my socks off with Ouija, too, I said that. I didn't even know this one was coming out when I made that statement. So now, if he does something good with this, and he's four for four, tell you what, we'll see what happens. If he goes five for five, I'll tell you what, if Rob Zombie shits the bed with 31, who knows? So, <laughs> There's a lot of scenarios to play out here. A <laughs> lot of scenarios. But the bottom line is, for me, it's Zombie. You know? Okay. So I think it's for all of us. Well, no, it's... Uh, it was me. I read Zombie. All right. uh, I, I like Rob Zombie, but I honestly... Um, I'm Zombie, I'm Juan, I'm Wingard, and... Uh, well, I'll let you know uh, if it's hit or miss with Flanagan after right. tonight. Right. So who's your one pick, then? Is it James Wan? Are you on that? Uh... Maybe I'll let us talk about this film for a little while, and then I'll make a decision at the end of the show. All right, yeah. Okay, let's have a, a little cliffhanger. Yeah, a little, little, little cliffhanger. Cause, uh, That's why I mean, you're here. I don't know where this is going. There's got to be a cliffhanger. That's true. Yeah, I shouldn't say too much either. What ifs and what ifs. So, But yeah, James Wan came up in came up as the number one so so that's that now i guess we should get into this this is what we're here for this is the main event Let's do finally it. finally show didn't end up as, as short as i as i said it was gonna be <laughs> sorry everybody <laughs> and we're and we're stopping we have like three or we have like three or four more things planned so guess what no we got we gotta go into the to the review for uh mike flanagan's before i wake All right, Before I Wake, 2016, directed by Mike Flanagan, written by Mike Flanagan and Jeff Howard. A young couple adopt an orphan child whose dreams and nightmares manifest physically as he sleeps. How many times has everyone seen this one? Twice. Twice. Twice? Okay, wow. Wow. I even made a pros and cons sheet, and then as I'm watching it the second time, cons were being switched to pros, pros other things were being things were being moved around constantly. That second view was very important. 
Okay, well, that's interesting. You have a pros and cons list, list huh? Yes. Hmm. And, the, you know, honestly, you know, with this, you know, when I say cons, it's it's not always, you know, terrible things. It's, it's it, I start to get a little nitpicky, especially with a, with, a, with a film like this, you know, which is was slated anyway for a theatrical release. Okay. When I hear a film is slated for a theatrical release, I automatically give the director a little bit and, you know, and these writers a little bit of leeway because you know that a film that's getting a release like this, producers and studio heads are making them compromise their original vision. That's true. That does happen. You know, but, but I'll say this. His style as a filmmaker is there again. And yeah. and I just I thought the acting in this film was phenomenal, especially from uh, the kid Cody. Thomas Jane. Uh, Cody's terrific. Jacob right. Tremblay is, is a very good kid actor. He was in Room, which won uh, the Oscar for for Brie Larson last year. He's he's a terrific young actor. I liked um, Kate Bosworth, but I thought Thomas Jane. I I really loved his performance in this film. Yeah, he was great. Yeah, and I great. absolutely loved the music in this film. Yeah. Ah, the music. Loved. Love mm. Nice. I, uh, it's funny that you mentioned it. I didn't really notice the music other than the last no. song. It sort of hits home. You know, I, I mean, think, like I mean, like the score. You know, like yeah. No, I know it. That's yeah. why I meant. Like, uh, yeah. it's funny that you mentioned that because I didn't. I normally mention that when we talk about these movies. Me too. And right. I, I didn't even really. It didn't. I, it I didn't happened really a lot in it. a lot of the dream sequences, especially you know with, with when um, when the sun would appear. Oh, okay. Yeah, but when, when the butterflies are flying around. Yeah. I really love. I love the fantasy elements. To me, this is this yeah. is like this is like almost. I don't want to say it's two movies, it, it, but it's sort of the first forty-five minutes of the movie is, is a fantasy drama with with some horror elements mixed in, and then at like the forty-five minute mark, it turns into more of a supernatural horror with dramatic and fantasy elements mixed in. So it's you think th- it's Del Toro? Is what you're saying? No, it's not Del Toro fantasy, but it's but it's fantasy horror. It's but it same. is fantasy horror. But I lo- but I I loved what what they did with it. As did I, and I did not notice the score either, unfortunately. And that's something that you know we've all brought that up, depending on the review, you know. And yeah. uh, the acting, yeah, the acting was very good. I thought there were a few things that were nods to other films. I, I mean, I just the first half of this movie. Was fucking outstanding. Well, nods to his own films because it kind of felt like Absentia, some similar or, or Absentia, or Absentia. If anyone's Sorry. seen that, <laughs> is that what it is? Absentia. My God. Yep. What did I hello, say? hello. Yes, it is. Said, uh, absentia. Absentia, like oh an absentee God. landlord. Absentia. Sorry. Yeah. Absentia. Absentia had, had bad cinematography. I'm sorry. God damn it. I said it again. I just, I don't even care about that. I care that I said, I'm sorry. I know. You said it like three more times yeah. just now. I'm going to win. <laughs> no F-bombs for Dave. Whatever. I felt like for, for this story, because, I mean, we've all seen films like this where, you know, like a couple's dealing with, with the loss of their child. I feel like it could have just become so stereotypical, but I really connected with these people. Absolutely. Did I thought, like, I thought it was so well done like i i cared about these people i thought the way they they behaved and the things they did it, it was nice to see that it didn't just go into like every scene was a fighting scene and they were, there was no love left in their marriage and right you know it just it really everything about it just just worked it's very emotional very emotional yeah 
and it, it might not be for everybody. I could see some people just not, just not. Yeah, think- I don't. Yeah, look, every film's not going to be for for everyone. But the basic no. setup is is this couple played by Kate Bosworth and Thomas Jane. They lost their son in a drowning accident. He drowned in their bathtub. This is all stuff you know. You find out very early, and uh, she's in a support group, and you know he's dealing with the grief his own way. And they basically decide that they're going to foster a child who turns out to be Cody, played by Jacob Tremblay, who has this ability to manifest his dreams into reality. And he's like, he's a young kid. And his nightmares. And his nightmares, yeah. So, you know, obviously it starts off beautiful with these dreams. You know, he, he's very obsessed with butterflies. At first you don't know why, but, you know, obviously he's, he's looking at these butterflies over and over and looking at them because he wants to manifest good dreams rather than nightmares. So he's almost using the butterflies as a way to suppress any negative dreams. And he's helping them out in the process. Well, in, in, or is he? Because, you know, Sean's coming around. Well, he is, yeah. I think he wants to feel like he's helping out. Yeah, I thought I, that was I, great. I thought that, I mean, I love the setup of this. Brandon mentioned, like, the you feel for these people right away. The performances are are, are great from everybody involved. Yeah. And... When that kid, when the kid comes back, and their reaction and what they do to kind of keep it going is very interesting, and and that's what I think makes the script and, and Mike Flanagan such a like someone that I'm definitely intrigued by. Like Hush, the first time, and I really enjoyed Hush, but like Hush, I felt like that 35 minute mark, I was getting a little antsy that first time when she was around the house, and I didn't feel that the second time. Funny enough, both times I watched Before I Wake, at around the 35-40 minute mark, I got a bit antsy again. Really? And, yeah. And I, I felt like I'm like I'm just something in that area I, I just feel like loses me for like about five minutes and then I'm back on board. See, and I was saying to myself at the 40-45 minute mark, just keep up, keep this up, don't do any of this or this. And it did a few things that I didn't like and had a few things I didn't like, but... I was so glad that it that it, it avoided some potentially major catastrophes. I like the fact that they they were at odds over the fact that that the mother is obviously keeping pictures of Sean up and, and showing videos of Sean to Cody so that he'll dream about Sean so that they can see Sean, and, and yet yet the father totally doesn't agree with it and, and he's he confronts right. her and confronts her about it and he's and he's right. But at the same time, when he sees it, you could just you could just see you know the emotion in him. So it's not it's not like it's like oh screw you for for you doing this. I'm out of here. You know it didn't just turn into what you would normally see. And I was no. actually worried that we wouldn't be able to talk about much of this movie without saying spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. Because I feel uh, like all this is is very non. Oh no no I know, but where I yeah. want to go with it, I can't yet because I know that I'm I'm going to be spoiling something because um, yeah his reaction and. And and his character go through things that I don't necessarily agree with, but that's why I like the movie yeah. as well. And, and obviously, <laughs> the the and the antagonist in this film is manif- is one of his nightmares is the canker man, which you know I've I've listened to other reviews. Yes, it's a silly name, but it makes sense. Yeah, who cares what the name is? Yeah, it's like, like everyone's like, oh, the canker man. Like jelly fingers or something. Jelly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's gonna There's... be my. That's gonna be my slash. That's my answer for Derek. Jelly. I want to see jelly fingers. 
<laughs> Fucking spits venomous peanut butter in your face and then jellies your face with his fingers. Uh, yeah, so Canker Man, who's Canker Man. this monster who's always with Cody, can't seem to, to get rid of the Canker Man who's haunting his dreams. And, and so he tells him that. Yeah, tells him that. Yeah, basically says to him, I'll always be with you. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Very creepy. So what Cody does is he, he spends a lot of the film drinking coffee, drinking energy drinks, drinking soda, doing everything to stay awake. And that, to me, that was very much a nod to, like, Nightmare on Elm Street a little bit. You know, he didn't want to sleep. Yeah. Absolutely. Do everything to stay awake to avoid potentially bringing out the canker man. Yeah, without feeling, like, remotely, like, ripping it off, like... At all, like not even, no, not at all. Even with a dream nightmare type feeling, I didn't once, even with seeing the canker man, didn't once think Freddy, didn't once think any of that. Both no. times, did it? It, it, managed, it managed to be playing that dream nightmare realm without me thinking Freddy at all. I thought Freddy, but not for bad reasons. I thought as his movies going by, I say to my wife, I said, you know what? For years, people were not able to make a movie involving a dream demon or anything like that not not necessarily because it was taboo but it would be very hard to pull off without looking like a ripoff of freddy you know it's just nobody nobody messes with it really nobody does it's just it's a genre someone tells you you know dream you know anything about being killed in your dreams what horror movie you're you're gonna say nightmare on street that's really all you're going to say. You could talk a little bit about some others, like Bad Dreams, which kind of ripped it off. You know what I mean? And, but for the longest time, you can't do it. And I say this to my wife. I said, you know what? This might be the first movie that I've said for years, no one's done, where they produced a dream demon. And, yeah. And they're pulling it off without ripping them off and with it being original at the same time. So, Very original. He's really, yes. he really puts, it's, it feels like a Flanagan film. And funny enough, first time I watched this, I didn't really like the look of the Dream Demon. Well, Second uh, that's time, one of my, I loved my, it. Okay. Me too. Me too. Wow. All right. Well, that that's one Sorry. of my criticism okay. is is some of the CGI and yeah, particularly well. particularly the Canker Man, only because I thought of something after I watched the film that I thought would have been even more effective for me. That doesn't mean it would have been for everyone, but I thought of something. It hurt it a little. You know, it's not, it's not, you know, doesn't destroy the movie by any means. But that was one of the things I, I didn't necessarily like. I like how it played out ultimately with the canker man. But I felt like based on the way it played out, and I'm being very cryptic here because I don't yeah. want to spoil anything, that, that, the, that they probably could have gone with, with, with practical effects and, and had a sort of uh, very, very cool sort of uh, twist towards the end with that. Well, more practical effects is, is always good regardless. Yeah, yeah, but I, I'm not I'm not a snob with CGI. Like, I mean, look, no, as long as it's effects, good. Yeah, good. look, I mean, they didn't overuse it. Look, I I saw the trailer for for Ouija too, and there's definitely CGI in that. But you know, I'm still looking forward to seeing it because it's his, and and it'll actually give me an excuse to watch the first one, which I never wanted to. But uh... <laughs> so I think I watched this before you guys initially, and. <laughs> I was, that's when I was like saying, it's not going into theaters. I read about the relativity thing, but I also felt that it never got that final, like polished look, look to it. So I, for whatever reason, I think this is going to play better on video on demand and on blue at home. 
I, I agree. Don't, I don't think it's a big theater movie, and, I, and that's why I just said something about it. Nothing, no knock against Mike Flanagan, the script or the or the direction or any of that. And the effects are are again didn't bother me in the slightest the second time around. The first time around, I, I kind of felt like all Brandon did there, and maybe still does, but it it didn't ruin my enjoyment the second time at all. Look, I'm, I'm even I'm being nitpicky with yeah, nitpicky okay. with it, and, and the CGI again. Like I said, it didn't. It didn't ruin it for me, but in terms of the creature, that was a little bit of a con. One of the other cons I wrote down on here, and I could even justify it just based on the situation of the family. It makes perfect sense why why there wouldn't be anything. But I put that maybe they were too like accepting and, and understanding of this gift like so quickly. But it makes sense because the gift was manifesting itself into these beautiful imageries of the butterflies. I mean, those were awesome, especially, you know... When they start, when he started dreaming, you know about the uh, about Sean and Christmas, and they were like these like Christmas yeah. light butterflies. Yeah, yeah. Like that was beautiful. So like while like maybe like in real life, if you saw that, you'd be a little creeped out and probably like want to talk to somebody, even talk to Cody and be like, "What's going on?" But <laughs> they didn't because they were just they were trying to heal, and he was actually helping them heal. She even references references that at one point. She's like, "We need to heal, and if he could help us heal." And it's, it's almost—it's almost like a movie you would normally like. Oh, what? I, I I don't believe it. I just I you know what? It's almost refreshing that they didn't go down that route. And it's funny how yeah, normally be like, oh come on, why would they do that or or whatnot? And I never did question that either. Watch, I never worried about it being too quick or them too accepting right at, right at the beginning because I think part of their almost it was cathartic for them as you said. So they were very accepting of it. Exactly. Yeah. And it works. Oh, of course. Yeah. It, that's what I said when I was watching. I, this is what I told my wife. I said, I would do it the one time, then one time they got robbed. Of course you're going to do it the first time. You're going to be all about it. I said, I would do it again, but after the Christmas one, I said, that would have been it for me. I said, if it was me, I would do it a few times, and that's it. But I wouldn't spoil myself or keep going all the time because that would not be good for you at all, you know? Yeah, so, but it, of course they're gonna fall into that when they see their son. There's no question about it. But see, that's why I, I, that's where I felt with the father. I'm like, okay, um, I think that you know he, he that his decision was what, what I was telling my wife. Enough is enough. It's great, but we have to move on. We have another son to take care of now that's in the house, and we have yeah, to. There, heal. there was there was it was very emotional. I really I, I loved it from the opening, not the opening scene, but the opening. From the shot when uh, Cody first arrives at the house, when the social worker brings him over, and uh, you know he talks about uh, taking the shoes off, and you notice everyone mm. takes their shoes off. Oh, they oh. all did, huh? They follow his lead. I didn't yeah, notice that. Didn't yeah, know. the next scene is them walking into the other room, and every all four of them are barefoot. And I just thought it was like really touching. It's like they're you know they're doing everything they can to make him feel comfortable. They're going to adapt to his behaviors, and e- even little things like the first time he talks to Kate Bosworth's character character he calls her mrs hobson mm-hmm. yeah then later on he refers to her as jesse and then right. obviously we'll talk a little bit more where it goes from there but yeah it progresses it, it, it progresses yeah it, it's it's really a, a nice a heartbreaking but nice story well it is heartbreaking because uh as you find dad gets cheated i know that they they kind of explain it at the end with the you know with the way that they tell the story, what could have uh, happened? Yeah. yeah, exactly. And oh, uh, and that was that was a a big yeah. pro on my book was 
was yeah. the the ending oh. scenario. Oh, I loved it too. Yeah. I, I loved it too. Loved it. But the way when I'm saying that, I felt he got cheated just because he's such a good character and he's such yes. a good guy and he's so willing to make this work. And and he was even more against this whole like manipulation thing. Uh, almost like right after it happened, like he liked it, but he was willing to let it go because he was wanting to make it work with the kid. That's what makes it so much more you know effective. Yeah, he had uh, such a great relationship with with Cody from from the very start. No, I read yeah. something, and she did too. But like he connected with him very quickly, like almost instant instantaneously. Like you could see how much they both needed him. But but she you know she obviously wasn't ready to let go of Sean as as not easily but as as willingly as, as uh, Mark's character was. I just think the kid was great, man. Oh yeah, he's he's terrific. The character absolutely terrific. He's just yeah. the the kid does a real good job. He's so small. Yeah. I mean, what we were saying is that's probably from that sleeping. You know, yeah. probably where they're going with that, you know? But he's so small. And he, in, in real life, he was eight when he filmed this. So he's small. He's supposed to be eight. He looks like he's five, you know? Yeah. He's definitely And, so and I like the fact that they didn't make him creepy. He's not menacing. He's a cute little right. kid. He means well. And uh, I, I love the scenes at the school with, with, um, with the girl he befriends. Yeah. I, thought, I thought that was, like, very sweet. I did think I didn't want it to go where it went in terms of... The school bully. I did not necessarily like that. Yeah, you know what? Funny that you say that. It's not needed. You can no, take out that whole subplot. I, I didn't want it. You could take out that whole yeah. subplot, and maybe that's what I'm talking about. You take that out, because really all that does is build up a horror horrific scene that is exactly. not necessary in the movie. And I think that's the pacing stuff that I'm talking about. Bogged it down, and I'm bogged is the wrong word. Let me take that back right away. Um, but that I'm talking about at that 35, 40, it was something there. And I think if you just release that scene altogether, it's fine. Yeah. And I know why they did it, but it, you could take out that whole subplot and it wouldn't affect the movie in the slightest. Honestly, that adds right. more to the horror elements of the film and this film borderlines on almost being, I'm really being more dramatic fantasy with elements of horror. So I, I feel like that was probably in there to make this more of a horror film, but could have done completely without it. That's what I agree. And it, I didn't. I, I read this. I didn't even realize it at, until afterwards. But the great thing about it is I read it uh, in between viewings, so it was kind of cool to see it. Supposedly the butterflies don't have antennas on them. Yes. Until the oh, girl at school until the mentions. The girl draws them. Yeah, or talks oh. about them, and then, then at that point on, all butterflies all have do. antennas. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I read that as well, and I thought that was cool. That because that's yeah. also talking about how. You know, I mean, he is just eight years old, so it's, even though he's having these dreams and they're manifesting good or bad, they're not intentional. He's he's eight. You know, this is what happens. You're you're easily influenced by everything around you. Yeah. So no, it's great. And yeah, you know, he 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 couldn't even help it. And I like the idea of of the waking dream. The uh, the guy in the group talked about that about achieving REM sleep while you're awake, and he even has a nightmare while he's pretty much awake with his eyes open. Yeah, yeah. that helped. They and do. he's he's yelling, "I'm awake!" and it, and and the mother sees Sean saying, "I'm awake! I'm awake! I'm awake!" Yeah, and that, it was it was really well done. I love I yeah, love the way they, creepy, they, I love the way they vanish, the way they kind of leave that little like smoke, that little vape. Yes, but funny that you like that because that was the parts that I felt were a little less polished that would have given it the cinematic. This can go to a theater look. They looked very like they're missing something. That looked like quick CGI or something like that. I. 
I I almost wish they could have done something else. It works. It, it works. Mm-hmm. It's not. There's no mark taken away from it. But it's it just like I call it the final polish or something like that. Like just something that they could have souped up a little bit more. But it it works. It's, there's nothing wrong with. Yeah. See, my I I can't like I can't see it. Like I don't. But I don't know what I'm looking for in terms of that. Like yeah. I mean, you as a as a filmmaker. <laughs> well. Want to be filmmaker? No, but no. I'm saying you. You. I'm. I'm not even making fun. I'm being no, legitimate no, here. Yeah. Like, as someone who knows knows filmmaking and knows that you would see that, and you, you know you what? Know. Though that's what I want to see, but that's not what Mike Flanagan wants to see. So, like again, how who might argue? Other than I'm just saying that I. You know, I know. maybe he, maybe he did. Yeah. Maybe budgetary problems. You know, you got to make cuts and stuff. Maybe maybe that was one of the things he had to you know sacrifice on. But things that I don't think of and that I. This is what I would love to do from a storytelling technique, and I don't have this skill, uh, which is the basic principles of writing a good story. But what I'm talking about is the butterfly signifying good and life and beauty and the moth signifying like evil and death and everything. Very simple, but put to such good use in this movie. Yeah. Simple, effective storytelling with good acting. Yeah. And... And, and not even like something like you have to scratch your head about it. I think it's something that everybody can get very easily the meaning and, and the, uh, yeah. the symbolism behind it uh, without it feeling like, you know, you're um, scratching your head or at the same token, it doesn't feel like it's too overt or, or whatnot as well. So, yeah, I, 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 I really enjoyed it. And, I, uh, I did, too. I, I, you know, like I going back to the school bully thing, I think that le- I'm looking at my cons list and that led to two other cons on my list were which were a couple of jump scares where they used a certain character from the school and yeah. uh and a, a certain trope and under the bed scene i mean it's yeah. not gonna it's not really gonna spoil it but i mean come on ah you're you, right you, 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 you don't even have to remove the character just remove his 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 play in the film he had no he had no business in, in my opinion being in the scene that you're talking about. Yeah. Right. Because it was for the mom. Yeah. Well, every, and, at that point, yeah, it was a little bit towards the end. Everything's sort of like combining. Almost. Yeah. And that's what I was going to say, too. What a great, a dream landscape, which, you know, didn't play into the Nightmare on Elm Street realm. Like, well, it, 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 like, I mean, because it could be whatever, like a dream slash nightmare uh, world fully realized in, in a waking environment. And I thought, what a great idea. I don't know. I, I, I really liked it. Like the final set piece, I, I, I marked that down. The one part I wrote down in a note, I'm going to try to be vague here because I think I can go into this without making it a spoiler. She put, uh, okay, I'll, I'll word this and then you tell me if it's okay. So she drugs him for all intents and purposes, but with a prescription drug to yes. make sure he sleeps so that she could be able to see her uh, son. Is it Jesse? Sean. Sean, sorry, Sean again. And I'm turning to Dave here. Um, She's Jesse. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Yeah, um, Jesse and Mark. So then when that whole sorry. when that whole thing played out and the <laughs> the cops are there and everything like that, why did they have to remove the child from the house? Did they was it assumed that it was a domestic violence? Situation? Yeah, because she had the okay. big bruise on her face. Okay. I just wanted to clarify because so they it was they a made the assumption that, okay. that Mark hit her and then ran away. Right. Which yeah. This is the only reason why um, the character that I've been talking about, the school character, was really put into the story, was to explain sort of where Mark's character goes. 
Okay, I'm, I'm being we'll cryptic. Get, yeah, everything, yeah. everything else, everything else, I kind of have to say is is spoilerish. But I also, I also enjoyed some of the backstory with some of the with one of the previous uh, previous foster parents because he had two other sets of foster parents before this. Yeah, and that's good too. We'll get we'll, we can get into that. Yeah, spoiler that, that could all be in spoilers. The, I, I just weird that the 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 cop does say blank, point blank, "Why did you drug the child?" And I'm like, it was a prescription drug. Well, she said she does answer it like that, but he's almost like just shakes it off, like whatever. And then he's like, "We got to remove the child." And at that point, they're already taking him out of the house. I was just like, "What?" <laughs> but yeah, and he disagrees. I mean, that's all. He just disagrees yeah. with the idea of drugging a child. It's just a, a personal thing for him. So I could see somebody doing that. It's kind of a touchy subject, you know. Yeah, true. That's why. Yeah, um, it's it's kind of like a hot button topic about it, it drugging of kids yeah. that age of any type. Yeah, yeah. It was another part of the movie that sort of. Kind of just, eh, you know, like, you know, the police involvement. Yeah, uh, I'll tell you what. I'm going to agree the bully is not needed. Uh, he's not needed for just... one thing, but it could have been done a different way. And I'll, right, I'll, well, that's I'll, what I'll I'm get saying. To that. I'll get to that in spoilers, it... but yeah, that was, that was the big, that was the one misstep in here. Yeah, they didn't have to do that. They didn't, they no. could have done something else. But whatever, uh, the CGI, honestly, I don't really have a problem with it, except... For the canker man itself in certain scenes when they come together. Because it's obvious CG, but it doesn't look bad. I, I don't know care I mean? that it's obvious. I just feel like once I, like, maybe, not maybe, I'll, I'll tell you what, what my thought was for the idea. And I don't know if it'll completely necessarily work, but if it does and it makes sense, then uh, I felt like it would have been a little bit more effective and a little bit more okay. emo- emotionally gripping, but... I just like where they used the CG. It was fine for the most part. Yeah, know? they didn't, they didn't so overuse it. They didn't overuse it. Nope, they didn't overuse it. The kid is a really good character. Like, straight up, he's just a good person. You just... Yeah. How, oh, can oh, you, you know, yeah, how could the, you not like him at all? He's, yeah, and this family just are just two nice people. You just... You're actually... Like, their emotional scenes, their crying scenes and stuff, just very authentic. Yeah. Yeah, very good. They, they, Great performances. Yeah, great performances, great characters. They're like yeah. they're all they're all pretty endearing characters. I think there's something you could question with Jesse. But I mean everything else for the most part they're all, you know, there's no heels. They're all people that you can relate to and you feel heels for them. <laughs> I know that's that's wrestling talk. <laughs> and the whole backstory is really good what we get to in in the final moments which really puts it in a different direction and you're just like wow okay that is great and that, movies don't often do that like if this was in the hands of Shyamalan and I like Shyamalan it wouldn't have been done this way it would have been done some other way I think they would have I don't know I could just see this idea being in a different type of movie and it not it wouldn't have been executed the way it was here yeah I agree with that and they do it it's, so good. It's executed with, with, with subtlety. And heart. It's, and heart. Oh, definitely. Right, very, without, very emotional film, uh, film that, that, unf- that pretty much anyone should be able to, to, to relate and, and attach to. Yeah, and it's not cheesy. You know? No, no. It's, it's not, not at all. I could see some people that are, that's just their personality that they're gonna say that because you could just tell the way some people are, you know. But whatever, that's that, that's their preference. I, oh, this is not a balls to the wall horror film. This is not no, a, a, no. A, a suburban whatever. Like it just 
Serbian. What the hell movie was that? A, Serbian. Uh, Serbian film. Yeah. Are you about so to say a suburban film? Yeah, I was. It's I'm okay. Suburban. I've actually heard. I've actually heard one other friend, Derek, actually did that once. He actually referred to Serbian film as a suburban film, and we and we tormented him about it. We kept posting pictures of suburbans on uh, Facebook. And... Well, yeah, that wouldn't bother me. So you can post all you like. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm still hooked up on what did I call uh, his first absentee. Uh, yeah, absentee. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, he's an absentee landlord. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that you could torment me with. Um, but it, it, this is a different style of horror movie, so it's going to be what you're looking for. Um, if you're not in the mood for a movie with heart and about the tale that we've been just telling you about a grieving mother and her husband, and you know just people that have gone through loss, then this movie might not be for you. Yeah, because... we've, been co- we've been covering a lot of these types of films, you know, with The Invitation, even with Hush. Yeah. You know, they, there's, you know there's, there's, there's depth to these films. They're not, they're horror, but they're not necessarily the type of horror that everyone loves. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, it, it's different. Like, this is like a fantasy. Like, he said it was, you know, mismarketed as a horror film. Well, no, it, it does... I agree with like what you said earlier, Brandon. It, it does have fantasy, a high amount of f- fantasy elements, but with a good mixture of horror in there as well. Yeah, I mean, look, every every scenario in this film is horrific. So that's all horror means is you know. So it's very, it's a very broad term. You know, I think people automatically assume horror with just you know blood and slashings or you know ghosts, supernatural stuff. And I find this stuff. The stuff that you know sort of plays out in reality to be more horrifying than 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 some of the uh, more supernatural or over the top crazy stuff. Agreed. Yeah, and how about Flanagan that he made this kind of a movie? Look at his the movies he's made. It's um he does different things. Well, that well that's why I didn't give my answer earlier because I didn't want to blow my load too early. <laughs> <laughs> right on. But right on. Uh, for me. At, at this point in time, he's four for four and, and just continues to get better and better. I would agree with that as well. I'm more interested in, not, not that I'm not interested in what he's done because Hush, I loved. This mm-hmm. one I really, really, really enjoyed and I might even love it because it actually, I, I honestly think I brought, like I had a tear in my eye at the end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like So yeah. to, for a movie to do that from a movie that I wasn't expecting that uh, to get that reaction from is even better. And I, and so I agree and I really love how he tells a story. So I'm really interested in seeing what he does next. I know it's going to be the Oculus sequel, but I'm just saying I'm really intrigued. Oh, really? I thought it was going to be Ouija. Oh, of course. <laughs> <Fuck> you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you I do it to myself. So yeah. yeah oh, no, really? I had I thought it was going to be Ouija. Yeah. <laughs> At least you said Oculus correctly. Yeah. Oh, go <laughs> <laughs> awesome i'm sorry christian i feel bad i feel like i've really been picking on you tonight oh no 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 i deserve it <laughs> no you don't <laughs> i deserve it i'm sorry because i know i know if it was reversed it would be just as bad so why well, can't what am i gonna say that's right uh-huh. that's right so we we're all in agreement then he's four for four that's without a doubt you know i i, I uh my ratings went up a lot on the second view because the first one I was focused more on on some of the um, some of the things I didn't like about it, and then on the second view, some of them 
made sense with, within the framework of the story, and some of them were just like, all right, they're not, you know, doesn't really hurt the movie. Doesn't necessarily need it to, need it to help the movie, but it doesn't hurt it. And uh, just the positives far outweigh the negatives. Absolutely. Christian, um, you say he's four for four, right? Yeah, no, I did. I, I okay. did say that. I was just saying that. Uh, same thing with Hush, which I, I came up pretty high in my rating with. I said there were still some things that were negatives that he didn't like in the movie. But again, overall, a, like a great film. And, and I, same sort of thing here. It's uh, I, It'll be interesting. Like I'll give you my head rating right now because I think we're heading into the spoiler range, right? Half head again. Yeah, I think yeah. we. Yeah, I'll say half head blown. I'm right there with you. I gotta say, I'm I'm stuck between half head blown and full head blown. That's uh, I'm stuck at that. I get confused what a full head blown is. Obviously, a ten would be a full head. I, blown. I say nine ten is like a full head blown, and then right seven eight would be like a half head blown. Half of my head is blown off, and the other half has ear, nose, and throat problems. <laughs> <laughs> ear, half a nose, and half a throat problems. Yeah, and then I have two two testicles hanging from my chin. Ball <laughs> chinian. Chin ballitis. Oh, <laughs> I like ball chinian better. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay, so he's four for four, and like you said, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, when you hear my rating. It's gonna make sense that I don't know whether to be full head or not, or, or not. No, no, yeah, I feel like I might, I might be like right there with you. I'm three quarters. I'm three quarters blown. Yeah, I'm, I might be right in that same area with you. But Never been there. he's reached a point now where it's like, oh, I can't. Oh, the new Mike Flanagan's out. I want to see it. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. No, yeah. Okay, Christian, I want. I was trying to ask him this. You said Rob Zombie was number one. What is he? Okay. What have you seen? Six movies. Five movies. What have you seen? Of Rob Zombies? Yeah, how do you rate his? Like you say, Flanagan's four for four. I want, I want to know your opinion on Zombie then. Yeah, well, it's it's interesting because I love uh, House of a Thousand Corpses, The Devil's Rejects, yeah, yeah. and Lords of Salem. And yep. funny enough, Halloween and Halloween Two, I'm not as high on. I can see that. And so, but I still respect what he tried to do with it, and I still like aspects of both of those sequels or, or remake and sequel uh i'm very very intrigued like when i heard 31 i'm like i can't wait to see 31 i can't wait to see 31 and mike flanagan honestly i didn't know absentia and ouija I, I like as like a seven out of ten each movie hush i gave a nine out of ten and we'll get to before i wake later on so he's he's emerging to be right up there as well and that's not to say i don't like well, Roth got no love. I like Roth, and I like Juan as well. All of these directors are interesting. Yeah. Juan and Roth seem to be going in more traditional routes. Zombie does things his way, and people either love or hate it. And I think Flanagan is a little bit more of the, I'm not necessarily going to spoon-fed for you. I'm not going for the visceral look. I, I, I'm going to make you think and enjoy my movies as well. And so I respect it for that because... Really, at the end of the day, that's what I think a lot of us want. I didn't know this guy's name, whether right or wrong, at the beginning of this year. Right, there you go. To be honest, I, I, I did, didn't. I didn't either. I mean, I so, liked Oculus. Yeah. But like, and I was like, oh, that's the guy I did Absentia. But once we once we started doing Hush, hush once we did Hush, then I'm like, oh, that's fine again. Who did this? And then now this. 
Now it's like a household name. Did you yeah, say hey, I was I on said Ouija now because you fucked me up. It's o- you keep messing yeah. it up. He did Oculus. He's doing the sequel to Ouija. Ouija two. Yeah, it's coming. He didn't do the first Ouija. Ah, he did Oculus. So I screwed myself. Okay, that's what. I yeah, did. No, no, here's what. what I did. Yeah, Absentia. <laughs> Oculus. Uh, hush, and, and now this. Yeah. T- coming into the year, I I, I said it. You uh, did. Yeah. Because I, I was a big fan of Absentia and Oculus, and so, now he's got he's got a sequel, a remake, and a Stephen King adaptation coming up. He's got Ouija too. Yeah, he's I know. writing. He's writing. Uh, I know what you did last summer reboot. He already wrote it. He wrote it years ago, actually. If you oh, okay. It. And yeah. uh, he's doing Gerald's Room, which is a Stephen King novel. Right. Which I've heard mixed reviews about the story, but his his touch on these films, whether the films are great or not, I'm sure will be very Flanagan esque. Which is absolutely. Which is all good by my uh, by my standards. All right. Well, we, well, I guess we're saying spoilers now. We gave our heads. Yeah, I think we could definitely go into the spoilers. All right. Five, four, three, two, one. Spoil away. <laughs> Where do you start? All right. So I, I just, I just getting back to the bully. I, I think he's obviously used because. The f- and he could have just ran away. They could have just had it, you know, even if they had a bullying incident and he pushed a butterfly and he pushes him, maybe the kid just literally runs away or maybe the canker man scares him and rather than eating him, he just runs away screaming. Like like um, Annie was the girl's name. Maybe she screams, Cody wakes up, he disappears and the kid runs away and you don't yeah. see him anymore. That's what I thought was going to happen. When that's, I was what should, that's what should have happened. And then yeah. this way, you don't see the kid. And this way, they could still use Mark as a potential suspect in the disappearance of Tate. Tate was the bully. Because, they're, because obviously he's not in the house after he's been eaten. And they're taking the child away because they think that the husband hid her. And she drugged the child. And all chaos is breaking loose. So that, that, that could be the, the reason why he disappears. That's how I thought that that should have played out better, and that was it with the bully. No jump scares, no him standing with his mouth open, screaming, no under the bed pole. Well, that's a Flanagan uh, uh, thing trait right there, though. He loves that. Absentia, he did that a bunch of times with the yeah. husband. Yeah. yeah now, right. having said all that, the girl saw it, screamed. They they never go back to her. So, like, what, they never got a statement from her? Cops are showing up at the boy's house. This girl watched... The canker man absorbed this bully. Yeah, that that didn't make sense either. They don't know. Yeah. How are they going to know? And I just chalk it up to another eight-year-old not making sense when talking to the cops. I mean, are the cops going to believe an eight-year-old when she's oh, a monster? Oh, they could have put a th- they could have put a throwaway line, maybe. Like we talked to the girl, but we only got like a nonsense story from her or something. Like I don't know. Like, okay. Something. Uh, it seemed like like. That was something weird that they never go back to. But you can make you could say that 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 was was said when the cops came and talked to Mark. Yeah, husband husband never comes back. So yeah, that, that was happy, another thing. At first, I was a little I mean? taken yeah. aback by, especially the <laughs> wife's reaction. She she because she I mean it's inadvertent obviously because she just she she wants to see Sean so she drugs him with the sleeping pill, but she basically inadvertently is the cause of Mark's death. Yeah. And she doesn't. And she doesn't seem overly phased by it. She is <laughs> obviously phased by it because she does go to Whelan's character, who's the previous, the, yeah. the first foster parent. That stuff's great. That that's yeah, where and everything. I, and takes I, off I love that that scene. 
Yep. Uh, with him and his wife. Very creepy, beautiful, eerie. Oh, yeah, with the remembrance of his, of his yeah, wife and the smile. Yeah, he can't quite remember right. She almost has like a, a, a mannequin look. Yeah. Like an Fantastic. Look. That, that's yeah. one of the creepier shots. Yeah. yeah very um, creepy. And, and, his, and his performance was, was good, too. He's, uh, he's a character from uh, Ray Donovan. Funny enough, oh, he was okay. my least favorite in this movie. Oh, I, I like him. He's, he's, he's on uh, Ray Donovan. He's very good. Yeah, no, I've seen him in other things, too, but just, yeah. it was just, it just, I, 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 I liked I, him. I thought he had substance, too, even for, for a small role, because, you know, he talked, talked about, you know, that he couldn't do it, but that it needed to be done, yet, yet obviously, in the end, Jesse's approach is a little different. Well, not a little different. Completely different. <laughs> yeah, I'd say no shit. Yeah. He didn't Run, try to kill him once. <laughs> Run going with it is like, so the kid's in there. She come, The mom comes back to save him at the end, brings him home, tells a story, which is be- cinematically oh my God, appealing such a love and, and beautiful love and everything. Cinematically great. Well, let's get back to the real world of the story here. Father, uh, The father's just gone now and not coming back. The kid supposedly was taken away because of the abusive environment and whatever. Like, they, what happens next? Like, that's well. The, I wrote that. I wrote yeah. police will be involved. <laughs> yeah. in how to resolve everything? Because after this movie ends, the police are going to come back. Absolutely. And, how, and how's the um? What's her name? No, the uh, the um counselor, the social worker, going to explain this to police? Oh no, let her take Natalie. Out. Yeah. yeah, Natalie and all the people who were. In the chrysalis, which I love that scene at the end to protect them all, but it's like if he knew about the chrysalis because he was telling Mark earlier, why couldn't they all have been in chrysalis, like somewhere else? Like maybe he dreamt them into a safe place where they were all chrysalized, if that's a word. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Like the ending is like they yeah. they all come back, but they were in like a safe place. Maybe the safe place is a place that he had created in his mind, but was really a real place. Maybe it was his childhood home. And then all, one by one, they all come back at the end. Yeah. I kind of yeah. wanted a super happy ending for this film. Nah, nah, nah. Yes! No, I, there was enough heartfelt shit. And, no, I, and no. I'm not complaining, but I think that's cool because, because in essence, you get a depressing ending because none of those things are going to happen. How's that? That's, that's the, she's teaching the kid right there, this is true life. And this these are stories, and it could end this way, but... Guess what? Yes, yes, yes morning, no, because they, because yeah. he's because he she's he, they talk about happy endings and uh, they both learn and she says it can be a happy ending and he's like I think so too. So they while they want it to be, they're not a hundred percent sure because you know it's it's real life and obviously he's gonna have bad dreams again. Yeah, there you go. That's what I'm saying. What did you want it to go? You wanted all that shit to, to be real and to, to play out? I, I, like I said, I wouldn't have mind seeing everyone in a chrysalis at the end and, and coming back. Obviously, in the last scene, it's, it's in, the, it's in the, the hospital, the orphanage, or the school, but wherever, not the school, the, like the, the orphanage that they're keeping them in. Yeah, yeah, at yeah. At the meantime, but maybe everyone else was somewhere else. And, but I do like... Especially in the flashback scene, in the in the scenario that 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 she's telling him, which almost which almost felt I don't know if it felt like I don't know why it reminded me of like Edward Scissorhands. Hmm. That's that's the movie I thought of because it was very like fantasy like like she was like when she's telling the story in the uh, in the movie, and uh, I do like Mark's reunion with Sean. Like he got like what he wanted. I do too. Yeah, it was almost felt, it felt yeah. like it should have been reversed. Like she was the one that wanted Sean so much. And 
he's the one that seemed to want the new son that it almost felt like it should have been almost backwards. Yeah, but it had to play out this way <laughs> simply simply because the canker man turns out to be yeah. really the cancer man who's really his mother who died yeah. of cancer. So a boy needs his his mother. Yeah, and I, and I know and that's that was yeah. exactly it. Right. and I know that and that was sad and and yeah. and the, again his he was so young so the memory was of this of this you know shadow of the, of her former yeah, self I, mother that, and, and and cancer and I loved how all that came to fruition but the other thing was um, and again I might be over thinking this or being too nitpicky but when it's coming down coming running at her and then she has the butterfly and hugs the canker man and it turns into the boy. Isn't that not really following the same philosophy as setting it up as it's the mother? I thought it was going to, I want, here's how I wanted it. I wanted it to turn in the mother. And that's why I almost would have made the canker man almost like a, just a creature that just sort of lurks in the shadows. And, yeah. and and then at the end, as it approaches, you kind of see it's not the mother because he obviously doesn't remember exactly what she looks like, but you could tell it's her. But yeah. You could tell it. like That's why I would have loved a like glowing a glowing thing, a glowing being that looked. Yeah, almost, it looked too much like like a something. monster. But again, I'll go back and say that the CGI, the fact that you know, even though I didn't love it necessarily, the fact that that when they turn, they're all like hollow shells in the form of self really makes sense with this film, especially. You know, dealing with with the whole idea of cancer and how it just kind of turns you into a, a hollow shell of yourself. Oh, oh yeah. How, how about that scene though in the climax when it's it's creepy as hell when friggin' she sees herself messing with uh, his head, grabbing it and oh, messing yeah. it all around, and then she takes out her eyes and then his eyes are gone, and they yeah. and they look they look at the real life Jesse that's there. And then you see the husband come up, and he's he has the eyes. Yeah, that was creepy. Oh, man. very creepy. And right before so, that, right before that scene was was a really crucial scene where she sees the bathtub again. And oh yeah, and he's thrashing and, and he's thrashing, and and that's the point where where you where where her characters where you know her character has has changed because it's it's like it's a heartbreaking. She walks scene. away. Yeah, yeah. She, it's a heartbreaking scene because. She knows she's she's not there to save Sean. She's not saving Sean this time. She's she's going to save Cody. Oh, very good. Yeah. See, I took it as the simple thing that I wouldn't watch it either. I don't want to see my mic. No, it wasn't. It was that. It was that. It was that. You know, Mark was always saying that's not our son. That's not our son. And it, this was her accepting that 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 wasn't Sean and that she couldn't save him. She was there to save Cody, her son. Now. Good. Very good. Look at that. Yeah, I love this film. I really did. It was very good. It really it was. was. I'm not. Yep, and the way it wrapped up, I mean, forget yeah. about it. When, they, when she explained and she got in the background, as soon as it went, as soon as she saw that guy, it took off for a, a, a great climax. It really did. Yeah. It elevated itself. And it was, as soon as it got more backstory and then got that and then found out about the mother, and then at the end when she's sitting down explaining the story to him and it's all coming out. Yeah, that's both of those scenes when she's explaining about the mother, and it's it's it's, it's almost coming together almost like Saw esque, where like everything it's like oh, oh, oh. <laughs> maybe that's why yeah, I like it. No, so and much. then and then of course I mean I can't, it's just that happy ending scenario. It's just ugh, man, that's 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 an amazing scene. That's what I'm telling you, man. If they uh, again, I'm not. It wasn't a huge hit, 
but there's something wacky with the pace that just pulls me out at that mark. And I, I think it's that bully stuff. And if they took that out, it could have trimmed down the movie a little, uh, kept it a little bit tighter. I think I would have enjoyed it just a little bit more. Not again, my rating's not going to say it's, that I didn't yeah. enjoy the movie. I just, it's, something about it. Yeah, it's, it's weird. That bully, that bully stuff takes up probably about like 10 minutes of the movie. Yeah. And that would probably yeah. cut it down to like an 80, 80 minute movie versus it was just over like an hour and a half. Definitely. Stop. At first, I thought there was a problem, and I, there was really nothing I could complain about. I, I, I thought there is one thing, though. One other thing. Someone just said it. What was it? I'm about sorry. the cankerman turning into the son, or into into the boy, into Cody instead of the mother, or well, you know what? The that, father that, never coming back again. <laughs> like, I mean, that did that did occur to me. Well, the know? only the only reason why I justified it turning into Cody is because one, everything, and even the. Um, I believe the the group counselor talks about it early on when they're showing the group scenes at the beginning of the movie that that when you're dreaming it's not real. I believe okay. he mentions something like that. So everybody that Cody's dreaming about is actually him. But it was the mother in terms of when Jesse faces her and shows the butterfly and it's almost like okay, his mom's here. He's like I I I can go now. And maybe maybe the whole thought process behind that is if it turned into the mother, you'd be like, oh, what, the mother's the mother's rage? And really, it's not. It's his imagination. It's yeah. his thought. It's his nightmare. So really, he is the evil. It's just the dark side of him because of this horrible memory of his mom when she was cancerous. So yeah. really, it is him. He's creating this yeah. nightmare because, so, because he's, he's a kid and he, just, he saw it as a nightmare when yeah. in actuality, it was actually quite an emotional, loving scene of you know the mother you know saying goodbye and her voice is all raspy and saying that she'll always be with him so it was never a bad it's his representation of cancer mom which is a canker man so it's still him not her because she really was never that she was a loving mom exactly it's yeah his yeah, memory of this yeah of this part so that i could buy that and that that pretty much solves that piece of of it it just yeah, there are questions that maybe don't need answering it is a movie uh, after all yeah but, look things yeah. i mean it's you know it's 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 i think it's coming up for me as we're talking about it because we're kind of like justifying and, and really making sense of even the little things we didn't like well, i really and, love the dad so much that i i you know i guess i can't take marks away that he doesn't come back and he's oh, dead he's, and whatever Shane is so good he's so good you kind of have to respect the movie for saying no nah, he's dead motherfucker yeah and i mean <laughs> you know i was paying it i don't know why i was paying attention to the time marks but he he gets killed at an, an an hour in so i mean he's in it for most of the movies he's not in it for the last act but you do see him obviously in in ghost form and then the reunion with sean at the end which is just like i don't know even Dave talking about how it, you know, it he it can't be a perfect happy ending for everyone. Like I get it too. I like it that way too. Even though like I kind of wanted it to be a happy ending for everyone, it doesn't take away parts that it doesn't take away points for for the fact that it wasn't. So I like it, I like it both. I like it both ways. It's like oh, I would have liked it this way, but I really like it this way also. So the one thing I wanted to be true was the uh, the father and the son. The other ones, it didn't. Uh, those did not have to come true to the, you know, it didn't have to be that happy, but so, for him. Well, I, I believe the, right. fa- the father and the son. I mean, because what, yeah, I mean, that's the believable one. Right. 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 Because look, I mean, basically these people were killed. Look, it is there. There is supernatural elements in this film. He has this gift that he can bring his dreams and nightmares to life. And when, when he brings his nightmares to life, they, they can kill. 
So let's talk about that very, very last shot then. It's beautiful, but is he awake? Is he dreaming then? And if he's awake, he manifests this beautiful butterfly in his hand. Oh, that? Well, that's awake sleep. What'd they call it earlier? Well, no, but he's concentrating on making it materialize. And it does. He's going to another level, huh? Yeah, that's that's how I took it. Because she was kind of telling the story about like... um, yeah, kind of mentioning how he has such a, a a great gift, such a powerful gift. I, f- I forgot the exact word she used, but I, I took it as if, you know, it, it's not just about being asleep and stuff. It's 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 a gift that's that's way beyond that, and that maybe even because they even left it open that that you know, maybe all those good things could happen. You don't know. Maybe maybe he can bring those people back. But she was willing to take a chance on him. She loved him. That was her son. And she was going to stick by him and, and be with him and be, be his mother and, and help him. Well, this horror fan had a tear in his eye yeah, both much. times I watched the movie. Yeah, I was, I was very, I, I was very I touched you. by this film. At the I end. feel you, man. Yeah. And then they I was touched in a good way, not like, not like at Thanksgiving at my uncle's. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you had to do with the turkey baster. No, and then they, they <laughs> kick you that song, Welcome Home by Radical Face. Uh, that song is freaking amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it and it's kind of haunting and, and catchy all at the same time, and a great song to end the movie. And as I mentioned earlier, I I, I loved it personally before that. So just to hear it in this movie too, I thought yeah, it was, it was I I didn't, I'd never heard that song before, but I liked that song. And I, like I said, I was the music played throughout, like in certain scenes, which is really beautiful. What do you think? Are we ready to break? <laughs> I thought and I Dave's, lost I you guys. I sleep. I can't keep up, man. I can't keep up tonight. You guys are killing it. I can't, you know, but in, but I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying listening to uh, some in-depth stuff. He's, he's like an actor on set who's just like watching the show. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he's trying <not> to swear. <laughs> this was a good show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And it was a good movie. And I'll tell you, yeah. the thing about Flanagan now, he's up there. I mean, he's... uh. I mean, you, you, you know, I got to go back and rewatch Absentia. Oh and, yeah, and, and yeah. Oculus because it's been a while since I've watched both those, especially Absentia. While but, you're uh, at it, yeah, while you watch Absentia. And, I was gonna say and Ouija as well. <laughs> 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 we ready for ratings? Yeah, yeah. All his movies are above uh, are above an eight for me. Eight or above, everyone. That's saying yeah. something. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Yeah, they 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 all they're all like in the same area actually, which is something, and that's why this my rating is like I said, it, uh, you said it was should, should be a nine or a ten is usually where you put up your full blown head, and that's why I said I was right there and I'm on the cusp because it's uh, eight and a half for me. And okay, I think yeah. all his movies might be eight or eight and a half. Okay, Maybe. I, I'm yeah. just saying I, I no, really you're right. like all his movies. So if he keeps it up. If 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 Ouija two somehow ends up being another one in the same area quality like this, and if by chance thirty one doesn't live up to hype, then he will be, he will become my new favorite. Yeah, so that's that's for, saying something. For me, after the first viewing of this film, I had it around like seven and a half because I I had nitpicked so many things and I was like okay. Then the second view, I'm like you know what. It, you know, you, it, it's justifiable, all these things. And, and some of the things didn't really hurt it as much as I thought. And then, of course, we talked tonight. And, and after the second viewing, I was, much, I was much closer to, I was more of an eight, eight and a half. 
that's where I was hovering. I was hovering around eight and a half. But honestly, just continuing to talk about this film and think about how much I enjoyed this film in totally different ways than Hush, I, I enjoyed it just as much. Completely different films, but have, have his stamp of, you know, just really great characters that you care about. The guy really knows how to, how to write his characters well. I'm going to give this one a nine. Wow. I had it at a nine when we came in. And you guys talked me down to an eight and a half. Really? I, 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 feel yeah. like I, I feel like I talked myself up. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I love it. It's very touching. It's, very, it feels, it, it's a very personal film for me, I think. You know what it was for me? Yeah, I could say, yeah. Mm. And I, I can see that, absolutely. And emotion yeah. is a, a big yeah. thing. And, and, by, you know, and by personal to me, I mean I once killed a bunch of foster parents. Dave <laughs> <laughs> doesn't even tell He's like, yeah. Dave's like, yeah, all right, stupid yeah. joke. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> You're all good, man. You're funnier than me. I'll tell you that. Um, um, that goes without saying. See, <laughs> yes. See, I'm supposed to be some. I got it. What do I got? <laughs> now, now, I'm if you're not gonna election. be, if you're not, if you guys aren't gonna be home when the election comes around, I'm pretty sure you can get an absentee ballot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, yes. The bully thing. That's what when when Christian brought that up. Oh, well, it could have been taken out, and then the ideas we've discussed and everything else that brought it down. To an eight and a half, I, b- I believe that was really it. So, you know, yeah, I mean, I felt the way the same way about the bully, but like overall, there's just too much strong stuff. Like I, I didn't realize it. it. I realized maybe he didn't what he brought up. I'm like, you know what? That didn't have to be in there. But it did. It flowed at a good pace, though. Like I never once. For me, I'm about fifty fifty with all movies. Uh, how often I, I, how many times I watch a movie and I look at the time. It's about fifty percent of the time. In this one, I did not. I sat down, I was with my wife, buckled in, watched, and, and watched the movie. Buckled in? Yeah. Watching him drive it? <laughs> Wearing a seatbelt and his helmet. I need restraints. I need restraints. Wearing a cone so he doesn't lick his stitches. <laughs> no restraints. <laughs> yeah, I have to be restrained, man. I, I get all crazy. You know, I get restrained, drugged. <laughs> I always, I always look look at the clock when I'm watching films. It just happens. But I found myself oh. with this one checking it. Yeah, I always do. Huh. It, it it doesn't matter. Even when I'm watching, you know, half hour shows, I'm always looking to see how much time is left. It's just something I do. But uh, with this one, I was checking at the time, and because I knew, like, you know, that it's transitioning into the second half, and it's getting towards the end, and I'm like, okay, don't do this, don't do that. But I I just wanted to just keep watching. I wasn't yeah. bored at all. Yeah, yeah, not at all. But and the minute they got to the school, and, 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 and I'm like, okay, don't do a school bully. Don't do a school bully. And then they bring the bully, and I'm like, all right, maybe, maybe they won't go crazy with it. And, you know. <laughs> That's but funny, it man. honestly, like, yeah, you know, they could have just had him run away. Yeah, well, yep, good call. And as of right now, I, I'm coming in at an 8 out of 10. I really enjoyed this movie, and I don't think an 8 is a bad score by any means. I, just, I have few issues. And I still think it's a good score. I feel like, yeah, yeah. even an eight. I feel like we're probably going to give it a lot higher scores than than a, than a lot of people. I think I so. I, I don't think this think is so. going to. I don't think this is going to be everyone's movie. I, I, I know I, you, you could. I mean, no, I we always say that with that, but I just I see a lot of people um, just not connecting with this one. They're going to say the lightheartedness was. Um, They're going to say this isn't a horror movie. Canker Man sounds like you know, uh, you know, a killer herpy or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
but you know, it's it you know, it totally it the characters are just the acting is too too well done, the characters are too well written, the the script is is it's just too good to just be ignored and just be chalked up as a bad movie because it's not. Gotta check it out. And it's yep. uh yeah, it's just yeah, it's a half head blown, but it, it could you know, uh, I'm gonna watch it again. Yeah, know? I said half head blown, and then I gave like a full head blown score. Yeah, you did. I know. Right? I was, I, well, well, like I said, I was gonna give an eight and a half, but <laughs> as we were talking, especially towards the end, and then I was thinking about Dave because I was because like, like I said, I wanted the happy ending, the totally happy ending, and then he's like, "Nah, I don't need it." And then I'm thinking, I'm like, "You don't." It makes it even more heartbreaking, you know, because Whelan's character, you know, it's just gotta live with the fact that that he's never gonna see his wife again, and. And, right. uh, you know, the parents yeah. lost their child and the bully. Yeah, that's yeah. ridiculous. But I like the optimism, again, of the end. Like they said, you know, because they don't, they don't know the extent of what his powers can do. So you, you just, you don't know. You can make up your own thing. The fact that he's, he's awake and he's manifesting these dreams, is his powers developing? As he gets older, will he be able to change things? Is yeah. everything finite or not? He's the don't next know. Superman. He's a superhero. Nope. His next movie is going to be a Marvel yeah, there you go. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> but yeah, good stuff. And we just keep reviewing movies that are getting consistently good ratings. It's been a long time except since. For possession. Okay, except for possession. <laughs> but new ones, new movies. I know. You know? You've been on a lot of new movies. Man, I tell you. I'm loving 2016 so far, what it's, I've seen. It's, it's pretty good. Remember, I said earlier it's the year of Hollywood? And movies that have, you know, been good at the movies. Ten Cloverfield Lane, that was at the show. The show. Let's <laughs> all go to the show. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll see if it continues. For some reason, I, I want it to go, uh, I don't know. I think I want it to have a bad review. Like, uh, I don't know. I wish we would have picked Holidays in a way. That would have been <laughs> good to a uh, 5 out of 10, just a random thing, you know. But can't complain. It's a great. Can't last forever. Eventually, I'm sure we'll hit a dud. Maybe I don't know. There's a lot to choose from. It seems like we've been choosing correctly. Yeah. So, well, look, we're we're picking films by directors we like, or films that are look somewhat in, intelligent and hey, well made. We know our shit, apparently, huh? Should we Maybe. be doing 31 for show 21? That would be nice. I'd do that. That would be wonderful. <laughs> will it be out? Oh, I think it comes out. It's coming out September 1st, if everybody can get to that show. It's only a one-night event, though, and then, then it comes out the 16th. Then we we might be pushing it to episode 22. Although, wait, no, <laughs> September 10th is when we record... September 10th is when we record... Uh... 11th, says the Sunday. Oh, no, 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 no. When do we record yes. episode 20? Hell, a couple weeks. That's like September 5th. If all so then 20, September 1st would be like the 20th or something. I don't know. So the we'll movie see. will be out by then, so we could probably still do 31. Hopefully. Yeah. We'll see, though. I might have internet issues in the, the next month. More yeah. on that later. Yeah, Yeah, I'll keep you guys posted. i got some stuff coming up, too. So, But hopefully nothing interferes with, with, uh, with recording, and we could continue to do this. Yeah, yeah we'll do 31. we got to do 31. There's no question yeah. about that. We're doing that movie. Yeah, yeah. definitely. <laughs> don't, don't Breathe comes out this Friday. I want to go see that. There you go. Yeah, the trailer definitely gives stuff away, so avoid it. Oh, I avoid every trailer. You know yeah, that no, that, it really pissed me off because I watched it. I saw it in the theaters. You but, don't watch uh, trailers, Dave? What's that? You don't watch trailers? You didn't know that? Because I, I, I say it too damn much. <laughs> I make it a point every freaking episode. 
to that, that I, I hammer it down everybody's freaking throats. I don't watch trailers. I'm preaching because I want everyone to do there's it like two, I do. There's two things I want to know about you. Did you ever live in Vegas and do you watch trailers? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah. Hey, I got picked on earlier. I'm coming out of my shell now. <laughs> That's okay. Go. We need some of that here. Oh, no, man. We'll, I need some, I need some of, of Cody's secret stash right now. He's getting tired. I need some energy drinks. Right? Yeah. I wanted that purple stuff. Was that like purple soda? Grape soda he was drinking? Yeah, some. I think so. Oh, yeah, all right. <laughs> Next show is the big one. It's a... Uh, French Extreme. Yeah, the French Extreme special. Nice. So it's going to be it's gonna be NFA. No fucking around. That's what it is. Or not for all. We're coming on the air. <laughs> and boom, we're getting into it. Five movies. Five, five movies. In 2.5 hours. Yep, we're going to do the best. <laughs> we're setting the alarm. This, this is supposed to be our two and a half hour show. Yeah, yeah. I know. We're setting the alarm, though, I'm telling you. Four oh, minutes. Set the, alarm. the alarm goes off. Bam. You can't do ratings. You Keep stop. Going. Do your rating right there. Cut. Yeah, it'll be, uh, it, it, this is innovative. Nobody has, uh, you ever seen a podcast do this? I think, I think we should, I think be, you should definitely stick to it. I'm going to do it. It'll be easier because obviously we're you know with 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 other older movies we're we're spoilers all the way so yeah I'm the clock I'm the cock that's the name of the show have you seen all the films <laughs> before have you seen all the films before I have I, not seen the first one I haven't seen yeah. them oh we're not doing them yeah, we're oh. doing um we're doing trouble doing every one? day <laughs> I haven't seen that one either <laughs> yeah I haven't seen that one either we're doing and I have not every... seen that one we're doing trouble every day and then frontiers <laughs> martyrs inside high tension hot tension. Yeah, four of the five, Fab Five, and Trouble Every Day, which is like one of the originals, the earlier one, like from Hoo-ah. 2001. That's what it is. It's Hua Tension, H-U-A. It's not H-A-U. That would be hot. It's H-U-A-T-E. So it's Hua. Hua Tension. And it's Absinthea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. I got to dream a little... Uh... Canker man into your lives today. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll be dead by morning. Canker man's gonna eat me. Yeah, yeah. Christian would dream a freaking clay man. He'd be coming yeah. up. Oh, oh. Man. Why, why does my ass hurt so bad this morning? Where's Black Phil? Oh, my ass is so big, it's gaping. Oh, Christian Black must Phillip. have had a bad dream for him. A wonderful dream for me. What? <laughs> oh, yeah. On that note. And all that Black Yeah, yeah, let's um let's get the hell out of here. Alright, don't forget to turn out the lights. Yeah, don't forget to turn out the lights and you know. Did you say that on, did you guys say that on banana laser? Did I steal that? I don't know. I don't know what I said on banana laser. I feel like somebody said that on one of the shows where you're like hanging out in the lounge. Don't forget to turn off the lights or something. I don't know. We'll leave the lights on for you. Yeah, okay, I'll leave them off, yeah. Alright guys. See you next show. Thank you for listening. Yeah, we love you. Keep making us number one. Say goodbye, boys. Good night, everybody. Good night. See ya. Peace.